welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season six, episode seven, Ego tripping at the gates of hell. Okay, I googled this because I was like, that is ringing bells. I know. Ringing bells. So here's the thing, is it's a Flaming Lips song. Okay. The EP didn't come out till 2003. Huh. But I think the song might have been out right around this time. So I think it's from the Flaming Lips. Okay. I was a big Flaming Lips fan. Uh Um, But uh, anyway, I believe that's where it's from. Please correct me, write in and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, This was written by Anna Fricky. Mm-hmm. Directed by Jason Moore. Um, Originally aired on November 6th, 2002. Okay. Okay. Description from Wikipedia. Joey is astonished to learn that Audrey Audrey dumped Pacey, and Audrey castigates her for being an absent friend. Performing with Hell's Bell, she gets drunk, despite Eddie's too-little-too-late refusal to serve her more alcohol, (laughs) and during an enthusiastic performance of one way or another, trashes the bar. (laughs) This is an embarrassment to not only Joey, but Jen, who has invited CJ out in an attempt to romance him. CJ, watching Audrey's antics, speculates deeper depression and admits that his own experience with alcoholism is why he now refuses to date anymore. Jen, masking her hurt, accepts his rejection, but after she leaves, he crosses the street to sit with Audrey and try to console her. David, who is also at the performance, is left high and dry. Jack invited him on a date, but instead went to a book signing hosted by Professor Freeman. Oh, his name is Professor I Freeman. I know. I never. They said Did it not in the know. middle of the episode, and I was like, okay. No. Okay. I didn't catch I that. Like, What's this guy's name? Didn't know. Have a whole note about how I don't know who this and guy is. And we don't know his first name. Again, it's like a Professor Wilder situation. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. That guy's David. I do yeah. know that. Who will be leaving at the end of the semester. Professor Freeman, that is, will be leaving at the end of the semester. Freeman admits that he and his wife have separated, implying Jack's encouragement of his leaving the closet has had its effect. Finally, Rich Rinaldi invites everyone who passed the Series 7 exam, including Pacey, to New Orleans to celebrate. There, Pacey hits it off with a beautiful woman, but is shocked to discover she is a call girl, whom Rich hired to jolly Pacey out of his post-breakup blues. (laughs) That's quite a sense. (laughs) Pacey is furious and attacks Rich, who proclaims he's just trying to be a friend. Eddie, who earlier criticized Joey for her choices in supporting Audrey, apologizes, and the two agree to go on a real date. Mm -hmm. Okay, my history is mysteries. November 5th, 2002. The midterms? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Republicans gain a majority in the Senate and a larger majority in the House of Representatives following congressional elections. Great. November 6, 2002, the U.S. Federal Reserve System drops its primary discount rate by 25 basis points to 0.75%, putting the real interest rate solidly below the inflation rate. Yeah. Yeah. November. Yeah, we all know giving easy money to corporations is really cool. Yeah, it helps us immensely. <laughs> November 7th, 2002, a sovereignty referendum is held in Gibraltar, which would allow the U.K. to share Gibraltar with Spain, and it fails miserably. Why? Because the people of Gibraltar don't want to be a part of Spain? Don't want to be a part of the UK. Oh, I thought they are a part of the UK. Oh, I thought they were a part of Spain. I mean, it touches Spain, but oh. I think that's the whole point. Oh. Is it like the UK? Yeah, they didn't want to be a part of Spain then. Mm. Yeah. Okay, November 7th, 2002. I don't know. Someone else tell us. Yeah, someone else tell us. Sorry. <laughs> that's what I, I tried was, to look it up. That was my understanding is that it's like... Yeah, I'm sure you're right. 
Um, November 7th, 2002, Iran bans the advertising of U.S. products. Hmm. And November 8th, 2002, the United Nations passes Resolution 1441, giving Iraqi President Saddam Hussein a final opportunity to cooperate with international weapons inspectors. Uh, November 1st, or I'm sorry, the number one movie is uh, The Santa Claus 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> Already? A big, a big fuck you to Tim Allen, just like <laughs> in, a gen, in a general sense. Yeah. Um, number one song is Lose Yourself by Eminem. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one takes over at number one. Yeah. Uh, big one. From Eight Mile, right? Eight Mile. Uh-huh. Academy Award winning song. It is an Academy Award winning song. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And also at this year's uh, halftime show at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Mm. You kept telling me to watch that halftime show. Listen, it was a good halftime show. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I believe it. It was very good. Mary J? Yeah, no, everyone... In every, all the commentary was like, this is what millennials were waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There was a fight over whether millennials or Gen X were waiting for okay, it. Okay, fine. This but... is what we're both were waiting for. Yes, we don't, sure. We, we don't, don't have we to can share. We don't have to fight about it. Yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg also crypt walked on national television. Oh, wow. Like, and the whole, like, there was a whole dance team that crypt walked okay. on national television, which was like a big deal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Jen goes, what white person approved that? <laughs> that was like, someone who didn't know what Probably. that was. Yeah. Yeah. But also great. It was great. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. happy. And also just like as an Angelino. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think that that Super Bowl was an excellent. An I mean, it was town. an excellent homage to like the things that actually make LA great. Yeah. Not like the glitz and the glamour, but the actual things that right. like make and Los probably Angeles a great to, like, city. The fans of the Rams. The Rams. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and not, ju- I don't mean just the halftime show. The oh, whole yeah. thing. They did it. They, you know, L.A. knows how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. If there's anything L.A. knows how to That's do, true. it's that. <laughs> and how to party. <laughs> and have a party. I mean, we are recording this literally as the Oscars are starting. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, so debuting at number 86 is Tony Braxton's hit, The Freeway. Hit The Freeway. It wasn't a hit. It kind of was. Okay. 86. Hit The Freeway. Her voice is perfect. It is. Yes. Yeah. Debuting at number 90 is From the That Chooch to the Palace by Snoop Dogg, featuring and Pharrell Williams. Okay. It's a Snoop Dogg song, definitely. Yeah. And at number 93, we have Make It Clap, <laughs> Buster Rhymes, <laughs> featuring Sean Paul. I mean, wow. Yeah. Sean Paul, what a mood. Yeah. That was a real mood. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so we were into the bootylicious phase of life. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a song called Make It Clap. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, Okay, so we're going to start at Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, Joey's talking to Eddie. It's like... It's weird. And it gets awkward because he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm going to school. And he's like, yeah, I know this is the time of Professor Hudson's class. It's totally fine. And she's like, isn't it weird the semester is already over? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, it is. Because, like, what is going on, I know. you know, in this the timeline? Timing. Yeah. And, and then she starts, like, talking to him about, like, his holiday plans. Well, she's like, oh, you know, this isn't fun. Like, it's not fun without you there. Like, uh-huh. to, like, to, like, basically, like, argue with me about shit. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, she does start talking about his holiday plans. And, like, there's a part of me that's, like, she's clearly trying to get to know him. 
Like she's like, I just oh, wish so I knew how much time had passed from when they kissed yeah. to this scene because this is so fucking weird. Right. Because they still don't like he's like, Oh yeah, where are you from? And like I'm sorry, but like as someone who was in college, that's like pretty much the first, first or second question, question mm-hmm. you ask someone. Like, oh, where are you from? You I know? mean, as an Angelino now, yeah. even still, that's a pretty early question because no one here is from here. Yeah, and even if they are, like it, it is part of community building. Like, I don't know, there's this thing in like HR training where like with the casteism where they're like, Oh, if when asking where you're from is different in some South Asian culture because it's trying to determine which caste mm. you're from. But as, but white people are like, no, you're community building. Cause that's how we see it. And like, right. I'm not like, I acknowledge that it's different elsewhere, you know, but like for us, it's like, Oh, where are you from? We're trying to connect with people yeah. to like understand them more holistically and right. not to make past judgment, but just to like, Oh, okay. Got it. You know? And that's not to say that sometimes people don't ask it in a fucking racist way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah they do so but totally i get what you're saying and like so they have no they've been hanging out for you know at least seven episodes right and they have kissed twice you know but they have no idea where each other is from and i was like this doesn't check out i'm sorry like what is going on no totally and like eddie just like speaks directly to my soul when he says what could be homier than this queen, clean, well-lighted place? I know. Which, of course, is a Hemingway reference. Uh-huh. And I was like, no wonder I really loved Eddie when I was 19. Seriously. Like, he's just like, he's like, look, I'm going to stay here at this bar and yeah. quote and like reference Hemingway. I and know. I was like, sign me up, sir. I know. I I still am like waffling back and forth with Eddie. I, I'm at the end well, of it, yeah. I'm like here for it. I'm not going to okay, lie. OK, OK. Good to know. That's yeah. good to know. Because I, I waffle throughout this episode. Me too. I'm going yeah. To. Um, and and then she, yeah she, he when she like outright asks like where are you from he's like well where are you from yeah and she says Capeside and he's like oh yeah that checks out because <laughs> he still thinks she's a rich girl which means she has not told that's him what this. I mean that was my other thing yeah. was like <laughs> wait so apparently in addition to not talking about where they're from which like they've worked together for like months now. And they haven't talked yeah. about that, which is fucking... I'm sorry. That's fucking bizarre to me. Like, I, I agree. don't know if this checks out. Yeah. Then she, like, hasn't corrected him about, like, where she's... Like, her class and how she grew up or right. whatever. Which, like, of the Joey we know is bizarre. I agree You know? You. And then on top of that, as someone who, like, we've seen how she feels about him... Or she feels about him, like making this assumption of her yeah so she also hasn't corrected which like i don't really understand and why like what no i agree with you i mean i I totally agree with you i think this is something that like she would have cleared up long ago i wish that we had gotten more into what she's thinking by not telling him yeah no i i totally agree with you on that um because he says they don't let his kind go that far east yeah and and then he like has this whole moment where he like calls them us regular Sam and Diane. Yeah. Where he he's like, you know, me with my like rugged charms and my like lower classness and like you with your book learning. And Joey's just like, uh, you've got this all wrong. Mm-hmm. And she says she's from the wrong side of the tracks. And Eddie's like, oh, nothing like a fancy girl slumming it. And I was just like, whew. 
Yeah, I mean, like, this is, like, it's interesting because this is kind of the story we've been wanting for a long time. Yeah. It's, like, and so I'm kind of excited for it. But on the other hand, I feel like it's done so sloppily. Yeah. You know? Um, Because, like, she, we haven't seen, like, what her personal narrative is about her her past and her childhood and who she is, you know? And I think that's one of the complaints about season five in the sense that we don't meet any other people from Worthington. We know her audrey professor wilder that's it yeah yeah and so we don't get to see her like introducing herself to someone else of like oh yeah my dad's in prison my mom died of cancer like all the things that like we've constantly been told about her and how she feels about herself or like what her new thing is you know um and so like it's like it sucks when you get like a tip, a, yeah. a dip in a toe dip of like with the story we want, yeah. but it's done so sloppily that you're like, no, not like this. Like, <laughs> yeah. we got just the tip of that story. I yeah. know, yeah. And like she's then she kind of like doesn't say anything to him. And yeah, like go, so she's weird. like, well, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna leave. Like, I gotta go, and then I'll be back for the concert tonight. Yeah, and he tells us he's working a double, which yeah. Woo. I know. Yeah. Bitch, I've been there. Yeah. Particularly at that age. I was there a lot. Yeah. And like, obviously, what a dynamic to set up where he's going to be working a double. So 12, 16 hours. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'm off for class. And then I'm going to go come here and party with my friends, yeah. you know, while like, you know. And the thing is, like, I like I want Joey to feel complicated about this. But we don't get how she feels ever. ever. But, like, particularly about this issue. And, again, like, that was my problem last episode. How the fuck does she feel about her dad? Totally. Yep. Um, So after the credits, we go to uh, Boston Bay where Jack's asking Jen about David. Yes. And this – so this is hard Or, like, Jen's asking Jack. Yeah, they're catching up on the coffee date, which is a continuity from the last episode. Like, how did it go or whatever. And, like, this is what I fucking want from Joey and Audrey of, like – how did it go? What da, 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 da. Yeah. like you know, or like Joey and literally anyone of like, how do you feel about this? How yeah. did it go? Blah blah yeah. blah. You know, and I've wanted this for so long. Like right. one of my biggest problems with se- well, a lot of problems with season four. So I don't know if I'd say this is the biggest is that she doesn't tell Jen or someone that she fucked Pacey and how she felt about. Yeah, it, she doesn't you know? really talk to anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so like these are the this is what I've always wanted for Joey. Um. But we get it with Jack and Jen, which is why they stand the test of being some of the best friendship of the best friendship we see on this show. Sure. Because like she, you know, Jen's just kind of like, tell me what happened. And like yeah. Jack's like tight lipped about it. He's like, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. And he's like, look, we got coffee. It was great. That's yeah. what I, that's like. That's what you're getting. I know. And we're going to meet later for lunch in the dining hall. Yeah. And like and Jack or Jen complains that CJ is like hard to get through to. And she's like, well, so, like, could I come to the dining yeah. hall with you guys? Like, like CJ's, CJ's going to be, gonna be there. there. And, and Jack, like, tries to discourage her from, like, I don't know, kind of trying too hard. Well, Jack seemingly has not told her yeah. what David told him, which is that CJ doesn't date. I know. And he's like, come on, like, you know, you gave this a try. Like, why don't you move on? Which, like, I I appreciate, but also I'm like, Jack, but you actually have to tell her the thing. I know. So I was waffling back and forth about how I felt about it. Like, does he think that it's like a healthy for her to just be moving on and being excited? So he's just trying to discourage her away from it instead of just outright being like she doesn't date. 
he doesn't date because she wouldn't really respond to that. Right. You know, like I, I definitely agree where it's like, kind of just tell her, but like, you know, when you're young, there is a way where you're like, I don't want to hurt her feelings. Right. But also like, is this crush so bad? I don't know. I, I agree with you. No, like, I hear you. Yeah. And I think like, you know, my answer at 19 would have probably been different than my answer right. is now of course, of where course, I would yeah. immediately been like, uh, PS, don't even waste your time, girl. <laughs> there are plenty of fish. Like, yeah, move on. exactly. Um, so the professor at this point, I said the professor whose name I don't know. I know. Don't care to. That's what I put. I was like that guy that like uh, I, I just I don't care about this storyline. I apparently mean, I end up caring about it. The result. I like I care that Jack eventually gets out from underneath it, but like totally. that's it. I don't give a shit. I, I don't, and I don't even know what the storyline is. I mean, because he totally. like this creep came on to Jack, and then Jack like w- left. Last time we left it, he left the car being like, "I might puke." Right. I'm not. This is not. I'm not into this. <laughs> yeah, and his face literally was like, "I might throw up." So <laughs> this like, was bad. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And he, the professor comes in to a class that's like a semester long class, uh-huh. right? And he announces like, just letting you know, I'm going to be leaving at the end of the semester. <laughs> right. Like, I just like, that doesn't check out to me. A hundred percent. I was like, I didn't know what anyone was doing. Yeah. Uh, the only people I ever knew what they were doing was if they worked f- with my mom. I mean, like, I know that there is a, a reality where they're like, I'm working on this book and blah, blah, blah. And you're yeah, like, they go on the, sabbatical. All the yeah. Time. And like the students might be like helping them and yeah, research yeah, yeah. or whatever. But like, that's to, not the story we're getting here. No, no. And it's so bizarre. Like, you know. Yeah. And, and he's like, also, I'm going this to is Chicago. Like a big class. Like, it's a seminar class. It's not like a class. There's of, at like, least 300 are... people in this class, if not more. Yeah. So, this yeah. isn't the class that he would be telling this announcement to. Like, the class agreed. that has like 12 people in it, for sure. Agreed entirely. So, he, and he's like, I'm going to Chicago. And, and Jen's like, Did you know about this? And Jack's like, No. <laughs> and I just said, My God, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. That was literally what I said. <laughs> yeah. Don't care. Great. So, then we go to Audrey and Joey's dorm. Woo. where Audrey's picking out clothes for the show tonight and she can't find her sex clothes. Yeah. She's like, what's my single vibe? I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And like, Joey's like, what? Your tits aren't out enough? Yeah. Yeah, she does. She says that. Because um, like, Joey's like, you urge Audrey's like, I need the girls to shine tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and Joey's she's like, and Pacey took away all my slutty clothes or like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. some kind of vibe like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, and then Joey's kind of like, what are you talking about? And then like, Audrey's like, well, I dumped Pacey. So yeah. And like, this is where Joey finds out. And Joey, I mean, to her credit, she's like, wait, what? I know. (laughs) She's like stunned. And Audrey's like, I don't want to talk about it. She's like, I dumped him four months too late. So I was like, okay, so when is like in the summer? She thinks she should have dumped him in the summer. I think she thinks she should have stayed broken up with him, you know, before the. Oh, before um, the summer. Yeah. No, I think she thinks she should have stayed broken up with him before the airport scene yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because Audrey also um, says that it's her mid-midlife crisis, and I was like, oh, this was before we had quarter-life crisis as, like, yeah. a yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. We hadn't talked about that. Uh-huh. Also, remember quarter-life, that web series? <laughs> yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Mark Matkovich is in it, um, a.k.a. Drew. Oh, wow. I looked it up. Oh, my God. I was like, what was... Yeah, that show, man. I was, like, really obsessed with it for, like, four seconds. I don't... It was it's a Jason MT- Kadams. Really? Yeah, you made oh, me watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. 
And like every single person that's was on it is like now on big shows. Big hit shows. Yeah. <laughs> They're all on like NCIS and How shit. many episodes is it? Not that many. And it was like they did it on a web series and then they like people really liked it and it was kind of a big thing. This was like in 2007. Oh. And then it moved to NBC for like a few episodes and it didn't do very well on NBC. Yeah, yeah. It was in that like period of transition where people started to get streaming like Netflix had started streaming and people had started to get all that stuff and then it was like cable and network television were like wait what do ratings mean yeah totally so a bunch of things got canceled that like maybe shouldn't have and a bunch of things got on yeah there's a lot of people in here oh yeah okay yeah interesting anyway quarter life was a thing I was really obsessed with that show yeah interesting i was also like the perfect it was like they were my age yeah like yeah, it was like course, the perfect yeah, age. Yeah. okay yeah. anyway so joey apologizes and she's like wait 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 wait. When, when did you break up with pacey like when did this happen and audrey's like halloween and joey's like excuse me i like i have been busy but like yeah you want to get a sidebar in the bathroom yeah. or whatever and like you know and, like, I agree. Like, I think Joey's, like, what the fuck's going on? Right. And this is part of Joey's, like, learning curve yeah. of Dawson being removed from her life. Is yeah. that, like, Joey, you actually have to participate in people's lives, you know? And, like, yeah. and I'm, like, we all have to learn this lesson, you know? I'm, sure. I'm definitely not talking shit on Joey, but you can see this part of her that is, like, oh, no, me and Dawson were inextricably linked in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we knew everything in that way instead of, like, they didn't she didn't actively participate in Dawson's life all summer yet considered him her best friend. You totally. Know? So that's how she kind of sees friendship of like, well, they'll tell me when they, you know, whatever. And it's yeah. fine. Like, you know, but this is part of her journey. Well, I think it's like, there's a, there's a, an age and this is the age at what you suss some of that out. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, at what points do you just be like, okay, you're having a thing and like, you're going to come to me when you're mm-hmm. ready for me to help you with this. Yeah. And I'm going to, like, let you have it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, there are times when it's like, no, you seem to be struggling and I'm going to step in. Yeah, and I I just think this kind of highlights how we've been feeling about this season where Mm. it's like we haven't seen Joey and Audrey hanging out in the dorms, you know? and like Or really anywhere. Yeah. So that kind of confirms, like, it kind of confirms Audrey's point of view. Yeah. And then also what we've been feeling where it's like Joey really is kind of checked out of this friendship for – for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whether she just thinks it's on autopilot and she doesn't need to be, like, completely in on it or, like, you know, there is a problem here. We don't know. Um, but totally. that's what we're finding out. And, Audrey, like, I'm on, like, I get Joey, but I kind of think Audrey is right here. Well, totally. I do like the line Joey says, which is just because I've been running around doesn't mean I don't have time for you. Uh-huh. And I was like is that one of the best friend moments we've gotten from Joey? Her yeah. like saying that. And like, yeah. I understand how sad that sounds for me to say that's one of the best friend know, moments we've totally. gotten from her, but I kind of think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. And Audrey's like, yeah, like I figured because you're his ex-girlfriend, you would know. Yeah. She's like, I thought you would find out from Pacey, which also is valid too. Totally. So then, like, you know, from Joey's point of view, which like, I don't think she feels this way, but she also now is feeling disconnected from one of her other friends, right. Pacey, or also from everyone. Did no one know about this? Like right. Jen didn't know from Pacey and then right. they told her, you know, or whatever. Like, so no one knows about this breakup. Right. Meaning that like the kind of highlighting how disconnected this friend group or possibly is. Or does Jack is. know? Cause they live together. Like who yeah. does know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and how come they haven't told Joey, you know? Right. 
And then we we don't get any of the answers to that question, that yeah. series of questions. Instead, we cut to Jack, David, and Jen. Yeah, well, like, we do s- hear how Audrey's like, I didn't want to hear your advice on being an ex-girlfriend. Right. And we kind of get to th- this other thing that we had complained about in season five, where yeah. it's like, it's a weird place to be in that Audrey was dating the ex of Joey. Yeah. You know? Totally, totally. And then we go, so we go to David, Jack, and Jen in Jack's apartment. And she tells Jack that. Are they in the dining hall? Oh, I thought, oh yeah, they are in the dining hall. Okay. But but Jen tells Jack that his apartment looks like my two dads. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then David, like, he's like, Jack, do you want to go out tonight? Like, should we go do something? And Jack's like, yeah, totally. And Jen's like, wait, 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 what? It's so weird. Like it's very weird. I have a lot of bones to pick with this because Jen's like odd that the gays have it so easy, and she's like, "There's no hedging. You're just like straightforward." And I was like, "Bitch, you that is not true." Well, <laughs> I agree. A and B. Like, I'm sorry, but like, wasn't she's describing her relationship with Dawson? Like what we got last season with her being with Dawson was a pretty like even like we're honest about our feelings. Yep. We're like upfront with each other, yep. blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, and like it was like like there it wasn't without its problems, obviously. Sure. But there was still like, oh, I thought we made plans tonight. And now you're doing something else. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. That kind of like. Let's have a conversation about yeah. it. Yeah. So like what she's saying, I'm like, like, I just need to step out of it about me caring so much about her and Dawson but like it's right, like because the show has forgotten entirely I know but it's did. just like I don't know maybe I watched the original scene with NDRE too many times oh this my week. god girl <laughs> everything you sent me that scene and I was like man this scene slaps with that Dude, song I've wa- I watched it like a dozen times yeah I mean you're not wrong yeah. you have done that <laughs> I don't blame you but like you know so first of all I want to say just like gay people also have this problem like <laughs> it's like not about your sexuality it's about your communication style and your maturity like 100 percent, 100 percent. and jen says straight boys are never so straight and i was like first of all jen you're not straight yeah let's get that straight second of all like like you said, like Dawson was. Yeah. It's and like CJ's I mean, honestly, not being CJ, unstraight CJ with you. has been like not with her, but not, but like not like he's been evasive with her really. Like he has said to Jack straight up, like I don't date, you know, and like. Well, and the only time he said yes to Jen is when she's like, come with a group of people. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like and not a he date. Say to her at the end of that the Halloween thing, like I don't really date or whatever. I forget um, it. How now it was I, I've forgotten. Yeah. It's been seven days. I've I totally know. forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, there is this part of me that like, it strikes me as so young, like, like what Jen is saying. Yeah, Cause yeah, I'm yeah. like, girl, like if you are confused about how you feel about how someone feels about you, yeah. you ask them totally. And if they don't answer or hedgy about it, you run. Yeah. And I think also dismissing that it's unavailable to her is also highlighting her, you know, her, her youth. youth and her immaturity of like, oh, I can't have that because only gay people have it. And you're like, right. well, bitch. <laughs> remember, like, yeah, the first don't try gay- to, yeah. Remember the first gay kiss on network television that was because Ethan was like super weird? <laughs> yeah. It was on and this show. Evasive yeah. to Jack. Yeah. Okay. Gay people definitely, you yeah. ha- definitely have it worse than gay people, Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Jen's like, oh, like Audrey and Emma are playing tonight, like at, 
Hell's Kitchen, so yeah. we, we should go to that. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, yeah, And, like, looks at David and is like, do you, do you mind go going for a little bit? And then yeah. we can go somewhere else after. And, like... You know, David's like, oh, yeah, fine, sure. Yeah. And so then Emma, or sorry, Jen turns to Jack and is like, all right, let's discuss strategy about CJ. <laughs> Jen. Jen is so relatable. <laughs> He's like, okay, how are we going to get CJ to come? And thank God for David, who, like, is like, oh, yeah, that would be fun. Like, let's, yeah. like, we should go together. And I do hate this storyline for Jen. I'm going to say it before we start really digging into it. I fucking hate it too. Like when I was like, man, can we give Jen a better storyline than she's in college classes with her grandma? I meant like better, better. This is not what you meant. Uh, This is stupid. It's awful. So she's eager and... David's kind of because David's kind of evasive like uh, CJ's not really like he's he doesn't eh. really date yeah he doesn't you know? really date and she's like oh does he like just jump straight into the sack like uh-huh. you know and he and David's like no <laughs> not that either yeah and he's like oh, I should stop there before I say anything so we're like gonna get we're like kind of circling around this secret about CJ that is fucking stupid well like this I don't even know. Like, because was, the secret that then gets revealed doesn't make sense. Not only does it not make sense, but it's like, I don't care. No. I mean, it's fine. Like, whatever. It's a thing. But like, okay. And like, so Jen's like Jen's pestering like, David. Like, tell me everything. Tell me everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jack's like, don't make David be your deep throat. And then they look at him and he's like, I'm backpedaling that one. Yeah. 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 Oops. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Right. Like there are two queer like, men at this table and we're talking about deep throating. And it's hard because like, I don't like the Jack and Professor Friedman storyline and I don't like the Jen and CJ storyline. Yet somehow this is the only storyline I give a fuck about right now. Which is saying something. I, know. I mean, yeah. my thing is like, at this point, I do like Jack and David. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, like, no, good for you, Jack. Fine, because Go it's like it. easy and whatever. And like, David seems chill. Yeah. Like, I totally agree with you. And, and like, and also like just the Jack and Jen friendship is yeah. what I want, you know, like mm-hmm. them breaking down their, what's yeah. going on in their lives. And then I got to tell, like, let and then us also break down. breaking down because they're kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, and totally. so you're here for it. Like, to be honest, like, and it just, feels like college it feels friends it feels all these things where like you know I care about Jack I care about Jen so when you're when they're there together you're in on it which was my complaint last episode it was like Joey's all alone in this own little world and I don't like really care about all these people around her totally and at this particular point CJ comes up and Jen's like oh you should come to the show like you know she immediately invites him to hell's kitchen and he's like yeah yeah yeah, that sounds great and then she looks a little bit beyond him and is like oh and we see it's like professor friedman in the dining room yeah and then jack is like oh let me go over there because he's doing the like i don't want to interrupt but i want to say something to you shuffle professor friedman is doing it like kind of the like don't care "Oh, oh yeah exactly and they they like go outside yeah and it's like november right right (laughs) and um jack's like like the professor's like oh so class today like how how about that how about that thing i like that bomb i dropped and i just like don't know what we're supposed to i don't no 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 because like he he like the professor says something about how he thinks about jack told him 
like that he felt motivated by his yeah. class and he's like, I he's don't like, want you to feel differently because of this situation. There is no situation. He was only going to be in her class till the end of the semester. And then who knows what was going to happen. Right. You're not like, you're not going to be there. Okay. Like, it's not like you're giving up mid and you're working on a project together. He's in a seminar class with 300 people. Right. And then you're not going to be there next semester. That like literally is no sweat off Jack's back. I agree with you 100%. And, like, Jack already rebuffed his advances. So, like, right. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't condone or support the Professor Wilder storyline. But at least, like, they finally made them kiss. So there was, like, some Something. element of stakes. And this, I'm like, who cares? Jack wasn't into it. Right. And Jack says, like, you know, the professor's like, I don't want you to feel differently since our, like, situation. And Jack's like, I mean, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> and then the professor's like, well, I'm gone in two weeks and it would mean a lot if you were there tonight. At the book signing. Yeah, at the book signing. And Jack says he'll think about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, don't think about that. Don't go. You already made plans. Like, whatever. Like, I don't this know. doesn't it's, seem hard to me. It's yeah. So weird. Totally. Um, so then we're cutting to Rich. Like, you know, if we're not going to have the creepy boss in Todd, we're going to have Rich. And it's just like, fuck this. Right. Here's Rich giving a douchey speech. He's like, everyone passed their series sevens. And guess what, boys? We're going to New Orleans. 24 hours of debauchery. See you at Logan in an hour. And I was like, some people, this might stress them out. I always have a bag packed. You do. I don't know. And I also just want to give a little tip that I've been told if there's ever a fire or any kind of emergency in your house you're supposed to grab your laundry basket that has everything you need in there that's not you're not wrong yeah actually mine doesn't right now because i did do my laundry (laughs) it's like one pair of underwear (laughs) anyway so um pacey so we like cut immediately to new orleans and i think it actually is new orleans that was the thing i was like is like Joshua Jackson in New Orleans and they're like, we're going to send a crew out there and just do this stupid storyline that no one gives a fuck about. Well, and about. then we're going to fly Dana Ashbrook out there too. I mean, possibly, but that would have, you know what I mean? Like, I guess, I don't know. It's like this weird storyline. It's very weird. Um, and also those casinos, I think one of them I recognized from New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, all casinos kind of look the same. They do kind of look the same, but I was like, I think that one I know which yeah, one it is. Yeah, there's a few casinos in New Orleans. Yeah. Anyways. I've peed in one of them, at least. We're at this Vegas-like club, you know, casino or whatever, and Pacey's, like, chatting with a girl, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've actually been to New Orleans. I cruised here with my girlfriend this summer. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. When? Because remember when they came from L.A. to Boston, they did it, like, super fast? Yeah. Why would they go all the way south to New Orleans? Well, I guess they were doing it, like, slower on the way, so So they drove down to the 10. That's what I mean. Is like, are they talking about, is he talking about the way to L.A.? Yeah. An elaborate road trip? Yeah, I think so. That sounds really fun, and I'm sad we didn't get more, like, we didn't get a deep dive of what it, like you said, like, what was it like? They went on this epic adventure, very similar to... Pacey and Joey right. that like totally changed their life and like you know so are we supposed to imagine that like him and Audrey did like a month-long trip to LA or like a few weeks at least yeah. and they like stopped in New Orleans New Orleans is very far out of the way if you're doing directly from Boston to I LA. agree with you yeah I agree with you and I think like I love New Orleans it's yeah. one of my New favorite Orleans cities amazing. there's like three cities in this 
country that I think that I could live in. New Orleans is one of them. And New Orleans is one of them. (sighs) The weather. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the reason I don't live there. (laughs) The other one that I think that I could live in is also the weather on the opposite scale, which is Chicago. (laughs) Oh, God. The weather there is atrocious. Right. But like, I fucking love Chicago. It's a great city. I could totally live there if it weren't for the winter. Yeah. Anyway, but that's why I live in Los Angeles, because I don't have any of those problems. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, like, the girl just, like, kind of is like, woof, you have a girlfriend? Oh, wait, also, I do want to say, like, from New Orleans to L.A. on the 10, like, there's not a ton. There's, like, Houston. Yeah, you pass, yeah, Houston, you would do, um, I mean, there's, like, Tucson, Phoenix, yeah, Las Cruces. You, you're not but that you're far so, from the Carlsbad I mean, Cavern. West Texas. You're you're driving I, through West Texas. I fuck with what I know. West you Texas. love Marfa. Yeah. I know, but still, there's a lot of little towns. Around but back really in ni- in 2002, we weren't like our sights weren't set on Marfa in the way they are now. I mean the yeah yeah I hear you yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the the art was there. I'm sure it yeah. was, but yeah, it was starting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this girl's like, oof, you have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and Paisley's is like, well, no, 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 she dumped me. <laughs> and the girl's like, didn't help your case. Yeah. <laughs> which, I, and she calls him Percy, which I really laughed I at. know. <laughs> and then Rich comes up and starts like shit talking him about striking out with women. And it's weird. Like, so the whole point of this trip is just to like go to New Orleans and fuck girls. Like that's, is, is what it seems like. Yeah. I'm going to tell you my purpose in life when I go to New Orleans usually is to eat. Eat. Yeah, definitely. Maybe drink, but Shop. mostly eat. Shop. Eat. Listen to music. Listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what makes it fun because like you can fuck people in any town. Uh, totally. So like whatever. Yeah. You don't need them in the South. Like it just, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like there's no, like, it's just, like they could have just stayed in Boston and fuck people. Totally. Like, I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. Totally. Um, so we go back to Hell's Kitchen, where Joey's like sitting at the bar chatting with Eddie and telling him about Hetson's class. You know, I have to yeah, tell you. He's sorry. sweet, though, because he's like, oh, how was class? So he's trying to create this space of like, yeah, you can tell me we can talk about this. You're you feel like it's awkward, but it's not. Yeah. And Joey says that they're reading Gravity's Rainbow. Well, I do want to say that she's like, yeah, Hetson's still an asshole to me. Right. Because they're reading Gravity's Rainbow, mm-hmm. and Hetson thinks that Joey wouldn't understand the experimental raveling, ramblings. Like, why is Joey in this class? I mean, that's a great point. My point is, newsflash, nobody fucking understands that shit. <laughs> Thomas Pynchon doesn't make any sense, yeah. and there you have it. <laughs> it's just like, she's in this class where the professor has singled her out and is torturing her. Totally. Doesn't seem great to me. So bizarre. So Joey has a bone to pick with Eddie's Sam Diane argument that they're Sam and Diane. And she's like, you made more money than her. Or I'm sorry. Sam made more money than Diane. And I was like, yeah, he was like a professional baseball player. Oh, I thought they were talking about in the bar. Right. But like the reason why Sam buys cheers is because he played for the Boston Red Sox. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that's why Sam has the money to buy cheers. But at the current time when they're working together, he makes He money. owns the bar. Oh, okay. I've never seen cheers. 
Cheers. I love Cheers. <laughs> I mean, I know the characters. Sure, like, sure, sure. It's a cultural No, I know. But like, I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so still, sometimes I put it on. Really? To... It's a comfort show. Yeah, I mean, totally. I love what's her... Shelley Long. Shelley Long. She's in Beverly, True Beverly Hills. She is. That's yeah. true. And I love Cheers. Anyway, um, so Eddie says like he makes more money than the people that she goes to school with who don't have to work. Yeah. But that doesn't make them even. What a lesson. I just like Eddie, I waffle with because he's just like, yeah. So we're just talking about income. Like, yeah, I make more money than every single person you hang out with. But that doesn't, that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about class. Right. You're talking about income. Right. Those two things are different. Yeah. Mm hmm. And right at that moment, Audrey just fucking barrels into the scene. And buys a whole <laughs> round of shots, which like, okay, so it's finally confirmed what we've been like waffling back and forth on uh-huh. of whether they are drinking this season. Yeah. And it's confirmed that they're, they're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. She, cause she throws money on the table. She buys shots and Eddie's like, how much money did that girl pay to get into Worthington? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> And, like, Audrey's clearly drunk, and Joey, like, does not defend her friend, which I really do not like. She does a lot of not defending people. I agree with you entirely. And she's like, okay. Which, like, I, again, would be interesting if we knew that she was waffling with this double identity she's living. Totally. But because we're not really, we never explore her feelings. Like, she just looks like an asshole. I agree with you. Both times she doesn't defend someone. I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> because we don't understand where she's coming from. So I'm like, you're an asshole. Like, you know? Uh-huh. And yeah. Like, yeah. Because he's like, you know, how much money did her parents pay to get her into this college? And we know that her parents did pay to get her in. Right. And like, you know, Joey doesn't defend her. And then she's like, well, you're grumpy because like, she's like, you're grumpy. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm just like, I'm on a double. Like, he kind of tries to brush it off. Yeah, and it's like on the one hand, it's valid that he's like overworked so that like that leaves him disgruntled. I totally hear that argument. On the other hand, it's like, don't talk about someone who's 19 like that. Totally. Like, you know, Audrey's a total asshole in this episode to Eddie, but like she also can't help that she was born rich, you know? Like, her, yeah. you know, it's like this, that's the whole complicated thing. I don't know. It's like you can't help where you come from. I think there's a nuanced conversation to have, to, to have around privilege. Yeah. Or privilege. Sorry. And like we should have had it last season when it was revealed that Audrey's parents paid for her to get in. Yeah. You know, and I, I wanted that at the time where like then Joey's grappling with the fact that she like quote worked hard to get into this quote elite institution. And like maybe that was like dismantling in her head or like just the complete understanding that these elite institutions are only elite because of the institutional classism that they have, you know? Right. And like in the wake of the sort of Operation Varsity Blues, yeah. not to not to be a James Vanderbeek yeah. <laughs> movie about it. But like in the wake of that, you know, the college um, admission scandal, like there's a part of me that's like, OK, how do we grapple with this now yeah. when it's like so clear that these people pay to get into these institutions? Yeah, no, I was listening to um, also Anita Hill's podcast and with Kimberly Crenshaw was on it mm. and they were talking about kind of something very specific like this and and so far as like the you know you know 
how we're possibly banning critical race theory education um, in in some states and how there's this idea of like, well, then maybe you should go to a historically black college and stuff like that. But then you're eliminating that access to the alumni. And is there an argument to be made about equal protection and equal access under the Constitution? And that's like this the same thing in which like even as we were in college that we had to grapple with where we knew that like people that went to like private schools you're like well you're just kind of paying to be there and not to say you didn't work I'm not talking about how hard you worked no but I am talking about like the accessibility to what you're getting you know well and like my thing and the thing that I think is really interesting is like so someone like Jared Kushner Mm -hmm. whose father donated a fuckload of money to Harvard and Jared Kushner was granted admission to Harvard, even though he did not have the grades for that. Mm -hmm. Right. So Jared Kushner gets to go to Harvard because his father donated a building. And my question Mm -hmm. is how is that any different from Lori Loughlin, like buying her kids way in? I mean, I get how it is different because she like bought like a slot in a sports, like she took a, place away from someone else totally I do get it it's the same thing but in a way it's the same same thing thing. right yeah it's like Jared Kushner's dad just like did the buying his fucking kids way Mm -hmm. his idiot kids way into an elite institution Mm -hmm. via a way that the elite institution deems worthy yeah and like Lori Loughman or acceptable and Lori Loughman and Felicity Huffman didn't right and like there's a part of me that's like, I don't really like get the difference. They were buying their way into like, I don't know if we would call those schools elite. However, like my- We have at least one USC alum who <laughs> <laughs> listens to this. I have USC alums in my family. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. But, you know, one of my I best know. friends went to Harvard um, for grad school and his grandparents literally have a dirt floor, you know? Right. Um, so- I don't know. It's like a very complicated I would argue that thing. going to grad school at Harvard, going to Harvard for grad school is grad a different. Grad school is completely different. Yeah. It's like I've, I was raised like, no, you go to a affordable school for undergrad because it doesn't matter. And you go to a good school for grad school. That's the way I was raised. Same. Um, and also, I mean, we are spoiled in that we grew up in California. Yeah. So you go to a state college, which is a University of California, which is or one a of Cal State, which or a Cal really State, which schools. are all elite institutions. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, okay. So, uh, and a lot of states have that program too. Like, you know, totally, um, totally. Not all states, though, have a banana slug as a mascot, and thus you're losing. Yeah. Um, and, um, so we go to this book signing thing where Jack, like, goes. Well, we didn't finish that. Oh, sorry. Because, like, oh, yeah, Joey goes to check on Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, Audrey's like, yeah, Joey's like, oh, sorry, I got to go stroke her ego. Mm. And, like, because I'm sorry, like, I don't know, I'm kind of on, like, Joe, you're not being a good friend. The yeah. way she frames that is fucked up to I me. Agree. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I think it is fucked up. Yeah. So then we go to this book signing thing where Jack, like, shows up to talk to the professor, and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, like, I agree, and I just don't care about this professor, but, like, I kind of maintain it in the same way where I think Dawson and Joey should have fucked, where there's, like, a little bit of unfinished business there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, So this professor and Jack, like, end up talking about, like, how pop culture sometimes gets unfairly maligned. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, 
I, I gotta say, I'm sure I loved this conversation. I mean, it's so in meta 2002. About, the sh- about the show Dawson's Creek, where they're like, no one thinks this show is good, even though it's like a cultural like phenomenon, phenomenon. and like you know whatever. But it's also, kind of compelling. I think was it the summer? I think it was the summer after this this season aired that I took a, a television class, or it was the summer before? I took a TV class that was like a pop culture TV class. Uh-huh, yeah. And I just remember watching the just I wrote a paper about Justin Timberlake's Crimea River video. Yeah. And I wrote a paper about Snoop Dizzle Televizzle, which uh-huh. was like Snoop Dogg's yeah. show on MTV. Well, yeah, you want to feel validated in what you like and think that there is a way to actually critique it, which is like the thesis of our podcast. So <laughs> like you Hello, know. that's what we're doing. <laughs> Anyway, so this professor and Jack have this awkward moment, and Jack's like, oh, your wife must be, like, really excited that you're going, that, like, you guys get to go to Chicago, and she, and the professor admits that she's, she's not, not coming. coming with me. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I just, like, don't care, and, like, that actually reveals nothing to me. Right. Because, like, we already know she, like, was traveling a lot, blah, blah, blah. Like, so it doesn't really reveal anything. But I also don't care. So I don't need any more to be. I don't need to Yeah, don't tell me anymore. You know? So then the professor asks why Jack came. And I just, in all caps, was like, because you invited him? Yeah, because you stalked him down in the lunchroom and made him, like, you singled him out, made him feel validated, and then made him, told him specifically you wanted him to come and you were in a position of power. So, like, he came. Yeah, shocked. <laughs> like, I'm just sorry. If I was 19 and there was someone I kind of had a crush on, but I was like, no, that's drama. I'm not going to fuck them. And they came to me and were like, can you come to this event? I'd be, I wouldn't be able to say You would no. have gone. Yeah. I wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to, like, you, you wouldn't. I would have gone too. I'm yeah, not just like, I just that be like, you. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, okay. Okay. All right. I'm there. I don't know why, but I, yes. Okay. <laughs> and then your roommates would have heard about it. Like, I don't know. I think this is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. I don't know, but I can't not go because they asked me. Why would they ask me? I don't know what that means. And then the roommates would be like, "Uh huh. You have to go. What do you have to wear? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Let's pick out the outfit. Totally. Like it's just like yeah. yeah, totally. So then we cut straight to the bar from this scene, yeah. straight to the bar where CJ, David, and Jen are sitting, and Jen's like apologizing for Jack not being there yet. Yeah. And, like, David's like, whatever, man. Like, it's all good. I'm just going to go grab a drink. Like, does anyone need anything? Yeah. And he leaves. And leaving CJ and Jen. And CJ's like, so how have you been, Jen? You know? Yeah. And, like, she's like, great. And she looks over and she sees, like, Audrey partying, right? Right. He's like, you oh, know. She, he asked, like, how Audrey's been, right? Yeah, he's like saying kind of like I know, or she says I know it might be, this night might not be your thing to CJ, uh-huh. and he's like, well, I like good company. Like we'll see about the music, whatever. Yeah. And then he and Jen like look over at Audrey, and she's like doing shots. Yeah, and- it's like a funny parallel because we're seeing like how Jen and Joey are equally uncomfortable with their like perspective paramours being in a situation that they might not like, uh-huh. and like prescribing their. F- the feelings they think those men are going to have, you know? Yeah. And, like, they look over and see Audrey doing the shots, and CJ's like, so how's she doing? Yeah. And Jen's like, great. And CJ's like, well, she seems uh, depressed. She looks a little depressed. And Jen's like, I nah. don't really know. But she kind of looks and is like, maybe. Yeah, and CJ's like, seems like she's trying to hide that she's depressed. Yeah. Which, like... 
I don't know. Like, it's not that I dispute what CJ is saying, mm. but like, could you imagine some random person saying that about one of your really tight friends? You'd be like, fuck off. You know? Yeah. Even if I, even, even if, if I was agreed. in this situation where I didn't, I was like, Ooh, I haven't kind of talked to her in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah. And like, maybe she is feeling shitty. Like I would have been like, bah! you don't know her. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. And then we go to Jack, who where David like Jack calls David. We, call, call, we go to David. Yes, and he David answers the phone, and Jack does the right thing, Dawson. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, so I'm gonna many, be late. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he calls him on his cell phone. He's like, I'm gonna be late. Like you know, and I got like, sucked into an academic thing. I have I to say, get out I have to it. say a couple of smart things. Yeah, and then I can leave. And David's like super chill. He's like, No worries, dude. Like we're good. And I was just like, This is how it's done. Like. Yeah. I don't know like the show has the ability to do this right you know whatever the show clearly knows that this is like how adults would treat this situation and particularly now that we have cell phones well yeah I just think that like a lot of the Dawson and Joey stuff that happens at the beginning would have been eliminated you know well and there's this part of me that's like I've been really interested in this lately of like how do shows change when with the advent of cellular technology so whether that's like you know, I, I was reading something that was talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it's like, uh-huh. how many problems in Buffy the Vampire Slayer would, like, not be problems yeah. anymore because you could just send someone a text and totally. send them something? And I think that's really fascinating. And, like, this kind of thing where it's, like, you know, the the writers clearly incorporate into this, like, it's very easy to tell someone you're going to be late, right? Like, Well, yeah, I mean, remember in this season when... Audrey calls Joey's cell phone in Professor Hudson's class and she doesn't silence it and then Hudson answers yeah. and is like, oh, Dawson called and said this. Right. When, like, Dawson didn't call Joey's cell right. phone, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, and, and my thing is, like, three years earlier... Like this, yeah, this, this is like, matter. this goes differently. Jack has to leave because he's late mm-hmm. and he can't leave this person hanging. Yeah. Or Jack has to call Audrey, the only one he knows with a cell phone or and try to have drunk Audrey track down David, you know, or he has to call Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> to like make an announcement over the loudspeaker yeah, to be exactly. like, is there a David yeah, here? Totally. Yeah, totally. So, so we go from here to this casino in New Orleans. And Rich and Pacey are like walking around, and Rich is just being <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it's so just disgusting. Gross. And um, Pacey's like annoyed with it. Yeah, you he's know? like, dude, stop doing this. Yeah. And then Rich tells this woman her breasts are begging to be touched. Like she has breasts that are begging yeah. to be touched. Like literally, that's verbatim. No, I have that. I know. I have it written down, and I'm just like, okay. And like the thing is, like, if I, someone said that to well, you, well, this is what I'm trying to say, and I'm not. This is fucked up. I'm not disputing that. But like, you know, Todd essentially was like, hey, boys, can you leave my jerk off to Natasha? But it Uh was more subtle. And because this is outright, we're like, can you believe it? And I, we need to feel that way. We need to feel that way. Don't stop feeling that way. However, we need to expand the conversation (laughs) out to, can you believe Todd said that, you know? Right. And like the point I keep making about like, we've gotten a lot of feedback about like, can you believe, and I don't like this storyline for Pacey. I agree with you on it on that part sure. but can you believe Pacey is pursuing this position of you know and it's hard because for me it honestly feels like it's like can you believe Pacey is pursuing wealth pursuing you know success and it just feels kind of classist to me well and, and I'll have more notes about that later because I have mm-hmm. some thoughts about this too and about like how Pacey 
where Pacey's moral compass is and all this. Um, And as the moral compass of the show, as we've talked about multiple times, that like he's the moral, he really is the moral compass of the show. Yeah, because we're seeing him in a very similar situation that Dawson was in last episode. Yeah. And Dawson is totally silent and Pacey is fighting back against it. Right. You know, and like, again, I'm not defending this storyline. I do. Right. Rich is a fucking dipshit. And I'm just like, this is a stupid storyline. But however, what we do see is Pacey holding on to his his moral compass. Whereas Dawson is like, oh, I have I like Natasha. But yeah, please. Why don't you talk about jerking off to her tits in this scene? Totally totally because this woman and then this woman says to rich like you have testicles that are begging to be castrated and i was like yeah great fair Fair, lady he does yeah and rich leaves pacey with this person who you know he starts pacey like picks up the pieces yeah it's bizarre because if if I was this woman, I and would be like, I'd I be want like, nothing to do with any nope, of you. You know that guy. Mm-hmm. Peace out. I know Thank enough. You, you are the company you keep. <laughs> yeah, totally. Moving on. So back at Hell's Kitchen, Joey asks Eddie, like, what he's doing after. She's like, you know, <laughs> what do you think about hanging out for a little bit after this? She is she t- drunk? Are we supposed to think she's drunk? Like, maybe tipsy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, maybe she's had a few. Yeah. yeah. She's like, what are you doing later? Maybe we should do a, quote, social activity. Like, well, and, what and does like, that mean, Joey? Please go on. Go on. Do go on. <laughs> well, I mean, my thing is like, I, and I'm thinking about myself at the time, right? Uh-huh. Like, because I was working in restaurants yeah, yeah. at the time, at, 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 at one particular restaurant, namely Marie Calendar's yeah, yeah. at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I got this because it was like, yeah, you, it's like you leave your shift at 11 p.m. and you're like fucking wound yeah, up. Yeah, no, totally. It totally makes sense. Like, yeah. Just because you get off work at a later time doesn't mean you don't feel the same way as if you get off work at 5 p.m. Like, right. You know, and like, then by eight, you're like calmed down and are yeah, like, okay. Yeah, it totally makes sense, which is yeah. why like I don't advocate for bars being open later in L.A. because that means we have to ask labor to do so much. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, but it's just like. Yeah. Yeah, we hear you New Yorkers ma- being mad at us that we're not open till four. I think two is a perfectly respectable time to close. Yeah. What if you ha- require your workers to stay at work till 5 a.m.? That's a lot. Also, how m- no good decisions get made. It's after like 1 a.m. I mean, I'm just always fighting for the working class. I just would never ask. I hear to do you. That for my I, enjoyment. I, hear, I hear you on that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also fighting for people who are drunk at bars making terrible decisions and yeah. like if you're up and much later than two nobody's making great decisions it's so true yeah so true so anyway um and like but i Audrey- just like joey's like what are you doing like it's not like a marie calendar situation no. where he's off at 11 he's off at two or, or whenever four. the bar is closed. Yeah. I don't know what it is in Boston. No, n- nor do I. So Audrey interrupts and like asks for a beer for the stage. Uh-huh. And Eddie's like, no, like. You we- can't have beer. On- you can't have glass on the stage. Like, yeah. No. And yeah. she just like kind of pops off on him. And I'm She's like. She's super rude to him. Audrey, girl, you know. And like I do. And I feel like, like I do need to say too. This is pre like those aluminum cans. Like she's having glass on yeah, the stage. Yeah. And he's like. And obviously. Like, no, you can't have anything on the bar and also or on the stage. And also you're clearly drunk. And she's like, whose fault is that? And he's like, yours. Yeah. Which I was like, I'm applauding that. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey is like real awkward in this scene. Like she doesn't know whose side to take. Joey tries to take Audrey's side. He's like, come on. Like you've been serving us all night. Like whatever. It's, but it's like kind of half hearted. She's kind of like. 
I mean, you have been serving us a lot. Like, she's not like super like, come on, Eddie. Well, like, she's just not be snarky cool. to but him. She, yeah, but yeah. She, yeah, she is like, come on, you've been serving him all night. And Eddie's yeah. like, yeah, and I just don't want the bar to get busted for serving underage people. I don't want there to be a scene that erupts. Like, you know, like, I, like, like, this is my bar. Don't tell me how to run it. Is totally. basically what he's saying to totally. her. Totally. Totally. And like, it sucks that Joey doesn't just say like, he's in charge. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not yeah. going to fight for this because like. Well, Audrey also isn't asking her to get in on this fight, you know? Totally. So I think she did. She was a good friend. Like, come on, serve him. And then when he proves he enters into a counter argument, she's like, okay. Got it. Got it. You know, and like leaves it at that. But then Audrey just pops off. Oh my God. Yeah. She's like, you need to get laid, which like then Joey's like, dude, what? Yeah. And Audrey then like, is like, what is it like Eddie to look into your future and see a janitor's uniform and a bus pass? And I was like, that's some classist nonsense. And Joey has an appropriate look of horror on her face when that happens. Like she's like, fuck but she doesn't step in yeah yeah Yeah, they share a bunch of glances and like you know it's like this is a really fucked up thing that audrey says like no disputing that but it also highlights how audrey doesn't know about joey and eddie so even in the reverse of like you know joey being like well why didn't i know about pacey like Joey, you could imagine, hasn't told Audrey about her life. Right, that they've been kissing yeah, randomly. Yeah, there's something maybe brewing between them. And in this moment, Emma comes up and is like, Audrey, did you not hear the sound check? Like, come on, let's go. Well, first, Audrey asks Joey to get her a beer, and uh-huh. Joey's like, no. Yeah. And then Emma, and oh, and Audrey calls them Donna Reed and Mr. Rogers, which is like... <laughs> And then, yeah, Emma's like, come on, like, we got to go. Like, we're up. And Eddie's fucking pissed. As he I mean, should be. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And she's like, Joey's like, look, I'm not her keeper. And she's like, yeah, you're her friend. I know. Or jo- Eddie says that you're her friend. Yeah. So again, you are the company you keep, you know? Totally. And of course, then the band starts and Audrey calls Eddie basically a fascist, like, <laughs> regime. That won't serve her. And then she launches into Blondie's one way or another. I know. And we get more Joey and Eddie glances. Yeah. There's a lot of glancing in this. And you're like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know the confliction that Joey is feeling. I agree with you. I mean, I guess like that her friend is being a wreck. Yeah. And like. Like, I agree with you on that. But we also don't see Joey being conflicted about Audrey. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't know. That was part of the heart. The hardest part for me is that like this big bomb is dropped on her and Joey's like, oh shit, am I not being a good friend to Audrey? And like, Audrey is a total asshole in this episode. No, like, totally. So I can understand being like more concerned about Eddie. Yeah. However, I don't like necessarily in this moment, see her being like, whoa, like what is going on with Audrey? Because yeah. that's not the person I know Audrey to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like uh, Audrey's a total mess as she gets on stage yeah. and like is knocking shit over on the stage. Like Jen starts to notice isn't concerned. Like, and she has concern Emma is like glaring. Like, oh, She's like pissed. Oh my God, this is like where I work and like you know yeah and then audrey's like keeps singing and she gets on the bar eventually and she just starts 
fucking shit up. Yeah, she's like kicking all these glasses off and breaking them. And, and she like, like takes her shirt off. She has like another like shirt underneath. But, but like, like, yeah, she's a mess. And Joey's like freaked out. But like, like Joey's worried. Jen's worried. CJ's worried. Eddie's pissed. Like, I just get the like, I don't know. Did you get the vibe? Joey's worried about Audrey, though. I don't know. Like, I think she's worried about what's going on. Exactly. Like, she's like, this like, is not good. You get the vibe that Jen is worried about Audrey. Emma's just pissed that this is happening. Yeah. Because she doesn't really care for Audrey and that this is where she works and, like, one of the only places she has shows. And that Joey feels the same as Emma. Like, oh, shit, I work here. This yeah, is... like, I gotta... But, like, it isn't a concern for Audrey is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what we've kind of been saying the whole time is, like, nobody seems to realize what yeah. how messy Audrey really seems. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of, you know, it goes to commercial and then we come back with, um, them in the bathroom, Audrey Audrey's, and Joey and Audrey's, Audrey's puking her guts out. And to, to Joey's credit, she's she holding, her hair. holding her hair back. She's mm-hmm. there for her, yeah. you know? And then Joey's like, how much have you been drinking? And it's such a weird question so to weird. ask of someone who just puked. Really? You're going to count? Too much. Yeah. Like, Too I'm much. just sorry. Like, I'm just, just letting you know, don't ask someone that because they don't know if they're puking. I mean, the answer if they're puking is too, too much. much. <laughs> How, like, and also, what do you what do you stand to know from that? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't and know. It's so, it's she, so like, weird. like, I don't want to sound like an after school special, and then like does. Yeah, and and she's like, look, look, Audrey, this doesn't seem like you. Which yeah. like, finally, someone's saying that. I know. You know, and Audrey's firmly in this camp of like, you don't know me, and it's true. Like, I don't know, like. Like, Audrey sucks. Like, you know, like, I understand where Audrey's coming from. That doesn't mean she's not being an asshole in this episode. But she's like, girl, you don't know me because this has happened. This is who I am since I came back, you know? Yeah. And she's like, no one knows me, but, like, I'm fine. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, asking Joey, like, have you ever gotten drunk before? And Joey says yes. And then she says, but it's usually because I felt awful about something. And then I thought about that. And I was like, oh, my God, that's true. Yeah, 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 totally. She she drinks to act out. Yeah. I was like, God, girl, go have fun somewhere. No, I know. It's <laughs> like, like, sorry, not to, like, advocate binge drinking. I'm not. But, like, holy shit. Like, when I think about... Because I drank in high school and I yeah. drank in college. And, like, yes, I was acting out. Yeah. In particularly in high school, like I was I was acting out and I was like trying to be cool. Yeah. Totally. And in college, same deal. But like my thing is like, look, I don't want to like condone like binge drinking. Uh I don't think that it's a good thing to do. Not that I have not partaken in it. Yeah. But like sometimes drinking is just fun. (laughs) Well, I think that Joey doesn't understand the spectrum of being drunk. Yeah. Where she's like, well, every time I've been drunk, it's been for a reason. And you're like, what? Like, you never just had like two and a half beers and like, right. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I agree with you. Like to each his own. Like, I don't advocate for that. And I don't think that like, that is necessary for fun. However, like, you know, it is, she yeah. is, she does hang out with her friends at bar. like, you know, like it, we know it's in her realm of possibility. And so like, I do see how Audrey's like, you're just here to judge me. And she, yeah. out said, Audrey does say that to Joey is like, look, I don't need the whole Joey is so good. And Audrey's so bad. Like, I don't need this moral, you know, quandary happening in my face. 
hundred percent. And like, and like, I think it's, this is a really complicated scene. Cause I think to Joey's credit, she's like, are you feeling bad about something? Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like I have to ask now. And she's like, I don't want to have this conversation. And like, Joey's like, okay, well like the, the good versus bad conversation isn't what I was trying to do. Yeah. Like, I was just wondering if you're okay, basically. And Audrey, like, lays into her. She's like... I mean, it's, like, it's a hard sell for me to think Joey's doing the right thing, where it's, like, she's like, are you okay? It's like, no, she's not. Like, I don't know. No, 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 I agree with you. It's just, like, I don't know why, like, like, to me, it's, like, it's a hard sell to to give joey any credit for asking someone who's clearly having a breakdown are you okay right right right. (laughs) like it's supposed to be her best friend no 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 i agree with you i agree with you but like but like compared to everything else we've gotten and not just from joey but from everyone yeah no like jen's the only person that's ever asked audrey this season if she's okay yeah definitely like we haven't really gotten much of that so like at least joey asks that question like it's like at this point we're beyond the question like she's not okay so move on to the next step of like (laughs) what's the next how can i help you what's going on like do you need water like let's get you out of this situation and i want to be with you while you're navigating this like drunk crisis you're having (laughs) because like you know joey like in it's complicated, but like Joey just leaves her alone. I agree with you. Cause like, jo- you know, Audrey lays into Joey mm-hmm. and is like, I don't need your fucking self-righteousness. Yeah, like I've never, never seen had a fun day in your life. Uh huh. Which like is not a wrong assessment. I know, yeah. And then like, she's like, except for the singing thing, which I was like, Oh God. But that was her having fun. And I like, well, I liked that journey for her. It was the only way I was willing to sit through that terrible singing. Totally. And then Audrey's like, and that was just you pretending to be me, which like, I understand why Audrey feels that lo- way. I mean, I do think that's a, a low blow, but like, I and under- also you weren't there for on my own Audrey. Okay. Yeah, like I, but I understand how Audrey feels about yeah, that, totally. you know? Totally. And like, you know, and Dawson's Creeps is in one of the episodes where she sings. I was listening to them and I was like, oh, God, you guys, the next episode. So bad. I know. Poor guys. Um, Yeah. So anyway. And then Audrey's like, and you're just pretending to be my friend. Yeah. And like, I don't think that that's true, but I understand why Audrey feels that way. I agree. You know. And Joey just says, look, let's just talk when we've mellowed. Okay. And Audrey's like, what kind of friend doesn't know I broke up with my boyfriend? Uh Uh-huh. Which, fair. 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 Yeah. And Joey says she apologized for that. And Audrey's like, I don't give a shit. I want people in my life who, like, I don't want people who aren't going to be there. Yeah. Also fair. And, like, she's like, did you even notice that I was, like, depressed? Yeah. Before I upset your little boyfriend from Southie? And I was like, Audrey. I know. I was so close to being on your side. And then Joey's like, he's not my boyfriend. And Audrey's like, yeah. And that's the only thing you're upset about, what I said. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I was like, multiple things. Like, you should be real upset that she was being a classist asshole to Eddie, like, multiple times in this well also the only thing joey wants to set the record straight about is that eddie isn't her boyfriend not that she's not being a good friend right no i know you know it's like that she's agreeing with audrey on that like i'm not a good friend right no totally totally i agree and i think like not only does she like let that southie like yeah 
comment slide. Yeah. But she also doesn't fight back where she's like, no, I'm your fucking friend. Yeah. Like, we've been busy and like, I or haven't like, seen you. You're right. I haven't been a good friend to you and I'm fucking sorry about that, but I love you and want to be your friend and like, I'm here I want for you to you. be okay. Are you, do you need water? Do you need fries? Like, what can I fucking get you? Yeah. You know, do you, like, should we walk home? So yeah, that we let's can... go home. Like, let's get a cab. Like, how can we get out of this situation? Right. Like, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so then, speaking of things I hate, we go back to the professor. Where <laughs> they're just talking about possibilities and timing. Okay, I literally don't know don't what's care. happening. I don't care. And then Jack realizes he just like, I'm not going to fuck you. Yeah. And like, God bless him. Like, you know, and like, this is what I mean about unfinished business, where you're having this like, com- like, he's like, I can't not go to this. I can't not say no. And again, I would have done the same thing. And then you're talking to this person like, I don't know what the fuck this is, why the fuck I'm here, who the fuck you are. Mm. I am not going to do this. See ya. Bye. <laughs> you know, and like, God bless Jack. I just love totally. Jack. I just, I, I, I like the way he acted this and like the whole time where it's like, it's complicated when you're like, I have a crush on someone because that's just, it doesn't matter. And then when someone's like, maybe pursuing you and you're like wait what is going on and then you're like i'm definitely not gonna fuck my teacher but what the fuck's going on when he leaves like the professor's car or whatever the last time we saw him together and he looks like he's gonna puke and now he's like i'm definitely not doing this no way right because like you know the professor i do want to say the professor mentioned something that jack like brought up the asexuality of good guys in Mm -hmm. film and i was like Ooh, I would have read that yeah. and like loved that and like ahead of its time that we're talking mm-hmm. about asexuality on this show. Good, yeah. good job. And like, you know, the professor's kind of like, I, you know, I just wanted to talk to you about all this stuff. And like, and he's like, maybe I, if I had noticed you sooner, but it's too late. And like, you know, I was just like, get away from this. Yeah. Dude. And Jack just looks at him and he's like, can't do this. I don't want to do this. I kept I'm- someone waiting and I need to go now. Yeah. And I like applaud Jack for that. Yeah. Cause he's like, okay, like this is like, it's, there's this part of me that thinks like what he needed to hear was this guy kind of being like needy and shitty, you know, like, I think you just need to like, when you have a crush on someone, you, you need to separate your lust from what you really want, you know? And Jack's doing that where he's like, that guy's hot. I'd fuck him. Like the way in which he would say to your friend. But then the reality is like, is that dick drama? That dick's drama. <laughs> Not to be confused with dyke drama. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what Jack's saying to himself. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, he's like, that shit's drama. Yeah. Your drama. Like, no thank you, you know? And, like, separating those things, it's what we've always said about Dawson. He has a problem acknowledging and understanding his lust. I agree. You know? And, like, giving his lust a home and, like, knowing the strengths and weaknesses of his lust. Totally. <laughs> you know? Where we're seeing Jack, like, kind of establish that of, like, whoo, this is where lust goes. And, like, no, no, no. Like, I just, and I'm not going to do this when I have this person who's, like, my age and my point in life kind of straightforward easygoing yeah whatever like nothing has to be the end all be all of everything but like so far this is easy Uh this professor shit no thank you moving on you know and like that's like those are growth moments that are valid and in a way like he and joey are really similar in this like relationship to lust and i do wish we had kind of gotten more of them i mean i know we get it in winter's tale but Uh like i had i wish we had gotten more of them sort Mm -hmm. of discussing some of this right and discussing this like unease around like 
sexuality. Yeah, 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 totally. And like horniness. I mean, yeah, to no, be really exactly. real, horniness. Yeah, 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 totally. It's like sometimes you feel that way and like. Yeah. No, I mean, like, obviously we wish we got more about Joey's sexuality about like, okay, well now I actually am a sexual being insofar as I've had sex and like, who am I now? And what does that mean for like the little Joey Potter, the like good right. girl, the innocent girl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like her kind of grappling with that search for identity, right. which is what we've struggled with the whole time where it's like Joey's totally. search for identity is always left waiting, you know? And even in this, you know, college where she's like, being challenged to be like, well, you're just a rich girl from Worthington and she doesn't really know how to handle that. Right. And which like, is interesting if it was done right, but I just don't know if I've seen it accomplished. I agree with you. And I think like her sexuality is interesting too. Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, she clearly is attracted to Eddie. Yeah. 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 And like, what does that feeling look like? Yeah. And is she like grappling with dude, I really want to fuck this guy. Yeah. It's like, we're not getting any of that. Well, yeah, and that's why I love this, the friend moment we got with Jack and Jen where they're, like, kind of breaking down or not breaking yeah. down, but at least talking about the call, the, the coffee, coffee date and everything, David, yeah. which is what I would have wanted for Joey with Audrey or, like, literally anyone of, like, I don't know, like, I've kissed this guy twice and, like, I literally don't know what's happening, but he yeah. is so hot and he challenges me in this way. I've never been challenged before, blah, 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 which is why season three is so dynamic because we do get a lot of this, like, he challenges yeah. me. I don't know how I feel about it, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. oh, God. Like, that's, like, part of the excitement and the joy of the end of season three. Is yeah. that, like, we know how Joey feels and how complicated and, like, just, like, you yeah. know, like, everything about it, you know, is what brings it so it elevates it and like we know where her desire lies like that's not really a question Mm -hmm. or if it is it's not a question for very long of where her desire lies and then it's like the the real problem is like is she gonna allow herself to like act on it exactly because like because of Dawson and because of his like manipulation and control Mm -hmm. like she might not and because she doesn't think she deserves happiness exactly and and so like the so the real like like crux of season three is like is she gonna finally allow herself to do this thing that she really wants to I do I know and she's like dismantling structural oppression too of like yeah. I deserve happiness you know totally um, totally um, so at this point um, Jen and CJ are picking up glass off the floor of the bar yeah and, and Jen tells CJ he was right about Audrey she's like you know you were right like it seems like she is not doing well yeah and Jen's like, you know, it's so weird because, like, she was seeming so stable for so long. Yeah. And, like, CJ's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to put on a front, like, to keep putting on this front when, like, this is what people expect of you. And Jen's like, yeah, totally. Like, I see it. It kind of reminds me of the longest day when Jen, like, says to Joey, like, the thing is, you know, with fearless people is, like, we still get our hearts broken, yeah. like, kind of even a little bit worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. And then CJ opens up to Jen and, like, talks to her about how he started drinking and he was 12. Uh-huh. Okay, I have a question about that. Huh. Jen also started drinking well, that was at what, least when she was 12. I know. And, like, that was the thing that was, like, hard because he's, t- like, revealing this past to him. And, like, it's very dark and very, like, I understand where, he, yeah. where he's at at this point. But, like, Jen also acted out with sex and acted out with drugs and drinking and you know a lot of the issues that cj is like pointing out that he struggled with like jen did too i really wish that what they had done was like highlight what the differences are i know that like cj is an actual alcoholic yeah 
and like here's what that looks like and and i alcoholism looks different for different people yeah so i'm not trying to say that like he's an alcoholic and jen's not but for the purpose of this show that's what the show seems to be saying right cj is an alcoholic and jen isn't right and so like my question is like and 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 sort of what i wish for like a 19 year old julia Mm -hmm. and or and people who were younger watching this show is like have a conversation about like what does this look like like and when you and he says he has this moment of like talking about like he like fucked his whole friend group up mm-hmm. and like this person that he really loved that we're like presumably supposed to he's like a girlfriend yeah like yeah. a girlfriend that he really loved he like presumably fucked that up like beyond repair yeah he said like some mean things to her or something like, or what, did what something the takeaway or was you know yeah and like that's dark and I. Uh, you know, and CJ's working through that and I like admire that about him and commend that about him. But I, and like, I just, it's hard. I agree because I was like, I, like I, everyone's story and life experience is their own and is so different and so unique to them. However, there are similarities to what Jen has gone through and like to, I don't know, there's something weird about it. We're supposed to be like, Oh, okay. And like not have, them like Jen like I don't know like connect with that or like learn about herself or anything about this we're just supposed to be like oh okay yeah CJ doesn't date because of this that he's gone through well and it's like when we're thinking about like season two right Andy's struggle with mental illness uh-huh while side Jen, by side, yeah. while Jen is like having a like depressive breakdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. seemingly, yeah, and like only one of them gets treated as mental illness on this show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like Jen's just yeah sad, or Jen's or just she's wild. depressed, but she'll work through it on her own. Right. Whereas like Andy needs inpatient treatment, you know, right? And like, and I'm like, not disputing. And like now, right. And now we have Audrey who's like in a depression and instead of like really discussing what that is and what that looks like and how that functions. Well, I think teen shows really struggle with how to deal with what addiction and alcoholism looks like, you know, I because like Jen obviously abused drugs and alcohol. And like, I, I, I just, I do think this in a society on the whole where like addiction, we just don't know what that means and how to handle that and how to tell that story. Right. Um, and with CJ, he's like, I was drinking at 12 and like, and I'm not saying he's not an alcoholic because honestly it's like a self-identifying thing. Sure that's what it boils down to it's like if sure. you think you're an alcoholic you are you know yeah it's like in a lot of ways it's similar to like we say jen was raped she doesn't say it so therefore she wasn't raped but like from the outside perspective she was raped right. you know and like that's one of those complicated usage of language right and jen is pretty sympathetic to cj when he says that this is why he doesn't date like because of this experience mm-hmm. and she's like but like you know i i get it and like yeah you know she's real like i said she's sympathetic to him but then she's like but don't be so hard on yourself like everyone messes up yeah and he's kind of like you don't want to know about my problems and it's hard because she obviously does she's right. trying to get to know him like she's yeah. trying to get him to know him more than joey's trying to get to know eddie so okay 100 percent. and you know or that eddie's getting to know Joey. yeah to to exactly know Joey. you know and even cj is trying to get to know jen better right. like than that 
but like there is this real sim- similarity that they're experiencing and again very similar to the eddie and joey thing yeah and then we're also seeing how jen similar to joey isn't kind of being more forthcoming about her own experiences right. and then also how like what cj is saying like i you know a applaud him and you know i'm grateful for him working through this but what he's saying is very childish yeah oh when i was an alcoholic i destroyed my relationships and so i don't date anymore and it's like i mean okay i I definitely think you need to stop dating until you work on that but like you're telling me lifelong you don't date anymore like i just like that seems like it's not gonna work yeah yeah agreed so we go, we have this quick scene in New Orleans where Pacey is making out with this girl and like on the way to his room. Yeah. They're obviously about to fuck. They find yeah. the keys. They go in, whatever. Don't yeah. care. Yeah. That's it. And then Joey comes back to Hell's Kitchen, like to the bar area and like apologizes to Eddie about this whole thing. And Eddie is fucking pissed. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you're not working. So this isn't your problem. Right. Yeah. And like your friend fucking trashed this place. Like exactly what I said was going to happen. Right. And Eddie's and you know, she's like, I didn't like intend for this. <laughs> her, her intention. Uh huh. And Eddie says like, quite rightly, like it doesn't fucking matter to me. Yeah. There's like broken glass everywhere. Yeah. This is a hot mess. Here. Yeah. Like exactly. even Jen and CJ are cleaning up. Right. right. And then like, he tells her to go away. He's like, just get away from me, please for the moment. And Joey's like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, why do you keep pushing me away? I wanted to talk to you all night. And there's this part of me that thinks, like, I'm I'm with him in a way where I'm, like, either help him or get the fuck out of his way. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's like, <laughs> you were trying to talk to him while he was working. Like, this is a weird power dynamic, Joey. Totally. You know? And, like, on the other hand, I'm like, go home. Yeah. Talk to him tomorrow when you've both cooled off. Because, like, whatever conversation you're going to have right now is not going to go well. I mean... Like, he already has admitted he's overworked. He's working. He's at the end of a double. Yeah. So we're, we're imagining, like, he's 12, 16 hours in. Yeah. You know? On and his feet all day. cleaning up a glass because that your, your friend best friend, like... Kicked off the you know, bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, made a mess about. So, like, like if you're not going to help him, get out of the kitchen, you know? Yeah, because he's, like, not going to be in a good mood. And yeah. my thing is, like... And, you know, I think... I think I get her like at 19, I probably would have been like, let's have a conversation about it right fucking now. And like <laughs> at, at nearly 40, I'm like, talk that, have that conversation tomorrow. So Cause nothing wild. good's going to happen here. Everyone's mad and you're all going to start yelling. Yeah. Very soon. And Eddie's just like, I don't, the thing that's going on with us is you're two different people. Yeah. I don't know who I'm talking about. Am I talking or who I'm talking to? Am I talking to Joey, my bartending friend? Yeah. Or like this Worthington elite. Yeah. And Joey's like, dude, like I am both people, obviously. And he's fucking mad. Yeah. And <laughs> he, like, I like, I like, like, again, it's like this storyline where like, I've been wanting this, but like, I don't see like her grappling with it in the same way. I agree. And I also have a bone to pick with Eddie because he's mad that Audrey was drinking as much as she was. Uh, and I'm like, you did serve her at one point. Right. So. Well, I, just, I get, so I hear you. Yeah. Like, I just am not going to blame. Like, he already said that. Like, when but Audrey's knew, like, whose fault is it that I'm drunk? It's not him. Age. I know. But, but that she, part, like, he doesn't care about serving someone underage. It's more about, like, the fact that she got wasted. It's like, 
what really like what social contract are we making with bartenders i agree you know are yeah. we trying to say that like they need to be the arbiters of who's drunk or no, not no, no. you know no, no, no. or like is there a personal responsibility of the person drinking i was more i was more mad at him like saying like saying that he served her because like you know she's underage yeah and you're mad that she got drunk but like you were the one serving an underage person mm-hmm and then he's like, and she made this huge mess. And I was like, oh, fair. You should be absolutely pissed yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. And Joey then, apolo- she does apologize. Yeah. And she's like, you know, Audrey just tore me a new one too. So like, you know, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I love that she says that. Don't worry. She yelled at me too. And it's like, what is going yeah, on? I know, I know. Okay, Joey. And Eddie's like, well, I just like wish you had defended me. Which, like, does make sense to me. I'm like, I yeah. totally agree. I totally agree, you know? And, and, you know, he's like, she was drunk, but I deal with drunk people all the time. Yeah. Like, and then he's like, and, and I, I agree with him, but then he gets mean. Well, Joey's like, I don't, I don't know how that would have helped. Right. But then you know? he does get mean to her. He's like, you're just like the rest of these high class assholes. And she's like, you know, you don't even know me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you won't even listen to me. I mean, I definitely I agree say. that he gets mean, but I, like, kind of understand where he's coming from. And, and like, you know, that's, like, the complicated thing about Dawson in a lot of season three where you're like, I kind of get it until, like, you know, show me love. And you're like, fuck off, dude, you know? Yeah. But, like, when, you know, in The Longest Day, that's what made that episode so good because you get, like, how, how mad, mad you is. would feel. Like, yeah. you get it, you know? And so in this, like, I get how mad Eddie would feel. Sure. Where, like, it's like... I had to deal with this spoiled rich girl being a classist bitch to me. And the person I thought I was building community with didn't even defend me, you know, and then is here trying to like, you know, talk to me and take up my space while I'm cleaning up, trying to get out of my double shift, you know? Yeah. Um, so I totally understand where he's coming from. And I like, I like, and I like, Joey like I kind of understand however like that's the hard part about her is that we don't see her grappling with this duality that she's living in you know and the thing is like her like that's the complicated thing is like her goal is to be not poor you know and so now that she's getting her goal she doesn't like she's the point of what this storyline is her grappling with the fact well like well am i a poor person or a rich person and like you know and like that's the complicated thing about class and about this like storyline that we have in society you know of like well what is what do those two things even fucking mean Mm -hmm. you know like what does it mean you know and is it a state of mind or is a reality is it both you know all these things and then you know like as she's exiting the life she didn't want like what does that mean for her and what is she taking with her about her identity? Um, right. And, and, you know, I think we're like, we don't get her grappling with that. We don't get any explanation of that. Mm-hmm. What we get is this where she like, is like, are you threatened that I tried to find out things about you? Yeah. And he's like, no, like, but also don't bother. Like we've been flirting. Yeah. And that's and fine. Like, and that's it. And there's nothing more. Yeah. And he's like, yeah like basically like get out yeah get away from me it's kind of fair i don't know i agree i think it's fair and this is what i'm saying is that like you should leave and then come back yeah yeah (laughs) so then we go to the hotel pacey's ready to have sex with this girl 
And look, she asks if he's a virgin, and I was well, like, she doesn't say if he's a virgin. He, she asks if this is his first time. Yeah, it's not if he's a virgin; it's the first time having sex with a prostitute. Is what oh, she's asking. Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> I was so excited, Aaron. I was like, did somebody other than Joey get asked a question about virginity? God damn it! I was just hoping. I mean, virginity. Like, yes, he's a virgin for having sex with a sex worker or sure. like paying for sex in that way for sure. sure. So that, like, in that terms, that he, she is asking that question about his virginity. Yeah. But no, that's what well, she's then, asking. Yeah, totally. You're right. You're right. I was so excited, though. Um, And then he's like, you know, oh, am I that bad? Like, yeah. is it that bad? And I was like, we stand a king who wants women and- to be having a good time. <laughs> And she's like, no, it's just like most people don't really like put up the whole foreplay thing. Yeah. You know? Like this is a guaranteed thing. And he's like, well, sorry if I want you to be happy. And she's like, yeah, but like your friend didn't pay for the whole night. Yeah. And then he's like, he like stops and he's like, look, you don't have to leave. Uh-huh, like you're totally like- cool. You can stay here as long as you want. But like I can't do this. Uh huh. And he's like, I thought, like, we just met and there was something between us, but there isn't. And, like, that's totally cool. Like, he's so chill about this. Yeah. And so, like, he's like, I got to go talk to someone, but, like, you stay here. Totally. No, I definitely agree. Like, he's, the anger he's feeling is not directed at her or the act of sex work or, like, you know, anything like that. His anger is directed at Rich of, like who the fuck is this guy? What, like what power struggle are we going through right here? Right. Me and rich. Right. Not like me and this woman who's just trying to make an honest living. Totally. And I think like in 2002, I, I, I definitely didn't know how big this was that PC Mm -hmm. like is so respectful. Is so like, I'm not mad or grossed out that you're a sex worker. Like, I just don't pay for sex and like I'm not judging people who do like he's just like totally chill totally you know I I'm not judging people who do I just don't do it myself and like I don't judge you for doing it like no worries and I just like love I just have to like point out that Pacey is fucking great and no I agree and that's like the really compelling thing about like this storyline with Pacey is that like Rich is gross no disputing that yeah without a doubt this that's the complicated thing about the you know Pacey pursuing a different class you know in the same way in which Joey is grappling with this like oh, so the pursuit for me to not be poor means that people are going to think that I'm rich and that I have Mm -hmm. to, like, you know, be in this space with, like, Professor Henson and Professor Wilder and, like, you know, that kind of vibe. And, like, you know, Pacey is also grappling with that experience of, like, okay, the pursuit of me being rich means I have to, like, be mentored by Rich Rinaldi and even, you know, like, mentored by the chef chef Danny or whatever. And, like, what that means to who they see themselves in addition to who they want to be. Yeah. And like, I just think seeing those stories side by side with Dawson, who like is giving Todd a pass for his shitty sexist behavior, Mm -hmm. but like is somehow like a quote, good guy. Like I just, I'm like, what? No, I agree. I agree. Um, and we move then to hell's kitchen where CJ and Jen are leaving David's decided to stay and wait for Jack. And Jen's like, I'm going to fucking kick Jack's ass. Good for her. I can't believe he stood him up. Yeah. 
And CJ's just kind of like, dude, I'm glad I came out tonight. Like, this was actually, like, you know, yeah. fine and, like, whatever. And she's like, I just can't believe you don't date. And she Fair. says... <laughs> like, right. it's like... It doesn't make sense to me. Like I like I it makes sense in the sense of that youthful like Yeah. It's like when someone says like I don't believe in marriage because my parents got divorced and you're like I'm sorry, but that is a dumb thing to say. Everyone's parents get divorced. And, and also like the belief in marriage isn't because of what you've seen laid out for yeah. you from your parents. That's the only marriage you've ever seen. Like right. you've never seen another marriage. Right. Like, okay. Like, you know, like that sounds like more like you don't believe in divorce or something, yeah. you know, it's like, it's such a weird thing. I've definitely had, I definitely have known guys who said that to me and I'm like, well, you need, you have things you need to work through. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. And you know, Jen, for her credit to her credit is like, you know, you, you told me I should change my mind about myself and I think you should change your mind about yourself. Totally valid. Yeah. And she goes to kiss him and he stops her and he's like, I can't. Ugh. And like, she handles it like a queen. She does. She does. Like, and God bless her in the same way to Pacey. Yeah. And he know? says like, you're beautiful and you're great. I just can't. Yeah. And he's like, but like, let me get you a cab, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And she's like, he makes sure she's okay. Like, and, and so in this instance, it's like, I think CJ seems like a really great dude. Like being like, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was like, not mean to her about her trying to kiss him. Like yeah. he's not an asshole. He puts her in a cab. He makes sure she's okay. Like that stuff, like every single one of those ticks off boxes for me, that's like, that's like the right thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I think he's exhibiting, like he's thoughtful and like, he's trying to, he cares about like Jen's friends mm. and like, you know, other people. And so there is this element where you're like, I can kind of see what, what Jen is attracted to about him. Mm -hmm. However, like we're like how many episodes in and he still is like, I don't date. I'm not like, you know, I'm not into right. or whatever. So why are we watching this? If, if this is a love interest for Jen? Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing if she was like, okay, pivot, we're friends. Yeah. But that's not... Like, it's like, it's already, like, she's been pursuing him for a, a number of episodes, and he keeps rebuffing her. Yeah. And it's hard, it's just hard, I love Jen so much, that it's like, it's hard to, like, watch this storyline Agreed. For her, you know? And, like, it's fine that CJ's like that, and I also know how it would feel to be like, I don't know, like, you're giving me mixed symbol sent you know, signals because you're like still showing up to events when you know how I feel about you. Right. And without outright being like, but now he has outright said it, but it's still, it's fucking weird. Yeah. And then, you know, once the cab leaves, J CJ sees Audrey on the sidewalk sitting across from hell's kitchen, smoking, smoking a, cigarette. a cigarette. Yeah. And he goes over and she like has some big rant about her friends are probably going to police her about cigarettes because they police her about everything. Yeah. And CJ's like, Oh, were they hard on you tonight? And she was like, no, kind of not. Mm. And she's like, you know, the thing about tonight was that like, it it's was like, a really I great... just need to step back. I'm sorry, but it is so fucking heartbreaking to me that Joey isn't there with her. I agree. I agree. No one like Jen, you know, isn't there. Like no one is like, where's Audrey? Let's make sure she gets home. I agree. Yeah, you should absolutely make sure like, she gets, like even if she she's was, being a fucking dick she was puking in the bathroom and then everyone's like all right see ya we got our own agenda tonight like i don't know like i just like i agree i have a i struggle with that and like you know it's just like if you're like even if it was a stranger and they were puking in the bathroom i would make sure they got home safe totally as best to my ability you know 
Yes. And I have been on both sides of that equation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my life. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, she, Audrey's kind of telling him, you know, it was this tonight was great when I was drunk, but now that I'm sober, it kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. And she's like, you know, look, you know, he's like, your friends were just trying to make sure you're okay. And she's, she's like, I'm not like, I'm not a drunk. Like we're in college, yeah. you know, cause he's like, you're drinking a lot. And she's like, you he know, doesn't know her enough to say that. I agree. Yeah. And she says, you know, nobody has time and that sucks. And like, you know, I want to forget yeah. this shit. Yeah. And she, he's like, does it make you feel better to drink? And she's like, I feel nothing. Which is great. But that's yeah. dark. That's depression. Yeah. And he's like, so how long are you going to do that for? And he's like, look, if you want to talk, like, Let's I'm here. Talk. Yeah. And she's like, you don't have to sit with me. And he's like, look, I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't want to. Yeah. Which, like, it's, I don't know. It's so heartbreaking because, like, she's all, she even said to Joey, like, you don't even care about me. You don't know what's going on with me. You're not, like, yeah. present in my life. And CJ's sitting there being present with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, it's, you know. It's hard. Though. Yeah. Because he's like, if you want to talk, I'm here. And she says, I don't want to talk. And he's like, Okay. But then gives her gloves and just kind of like sits there with her. Yeah. Which is nice. Like, I'm glad she has, I'm glad someone's sitting there with her. But also like, I do wish, I agree with you that I wish it was Joey. I wish Jen had like looked across and seen her and been like, oh, I'm going to stay with my friend. I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, it, it, like to me, it just confirms what Audrey is feeling about Joey, where she's like, you only care, like, that's all you care about. Like, you don't care about being a part of my life. And like. I, I'm not saying that that's the truth. I think that we're more complicated than that. But I do think, however, that Joey is like kind of like I know how that would feel to be Audrey, where it's like, well, you're that you're yeah. sh- that's what you're showing me. Yeah. Um. You know, and like to me, like I don't know. It's just hard because I, I I do think it would. It's like you don't leave a drunk girl behind. <laughs> no drunk girl left behind. You know? like, yeah. So that is hard to watch. Agreed. So we go to New Orleans. Here's where we learn that they really are in New Orleans. Yeah. Because um, they're really on like Bourbon Street. Yeah, it's like and- hard to say because I was like, how far is Savannah? Because it like kind of looks like Charleston or Savannah too. Huh. Okay. There's like similar architecture there. But like, I agree. I was like, is like I the think whole it time I kept being like, is this really New Orleans? I kind of think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So Pacey like catches up with Rick, Rich and starts yelling at him. Yeah. And like Rich calls the sex worker a whore. And Pacey just lays into him. I, I mean, he's right. Well, that's the hard thing is that, like, we, again, we're seeing Pacey, like, kind of stand up for the proletariat, you know? <laughs> like, in a in the episode where Joey is being called out for not doing that, mm. you know what I mean? And, like, so it's, like, this, like, his storyline, while I don't love it, it feels compelling in terms of the search for identity that you have when you're 19. Sure. It also feels really in line with like our, your assertion, our assertion that Pacey is the moral compass of this show. Yeah. Like he still hasn't lost that. Yeah. So like when people, you know, think that like this is a bad storyline for Pacey, I mean, I know it's going to continue. So. And it is bad in the sense where it's like, come on, like of all the storylines we could get, we're going to do stockbroker. Like, right, you know, totally. like, I, I get on. that, like, but there's but, no disputing that. Right. <laughs> right. But like, 
looking at this, like this is a perfectly well, like good way to behave, if not a great way to behave yeah. in this situation. Yeah, totally. Right. And like, cause like Pacey's like, you just buy your shit. Like you buy women, you buy your friends and Pacey's like, take me off this fucking list. Like I don't want to be on it. Yeah. And you have to remember that like one of the main points of season five is Pacey's dad giving him a car, a legal car. <laughs> like, we don't know that part, but like, yeah, we kind of do, you know, as a, like a and as a way to show Pacey that his dad was proud of Pacey right. and that and Pacey acknowledged how complicated that felt to him. Right. So like this kind of transactive financial transaction for cachet, for love or for whatever feels complicated to him. Sure. And Rich follows Pacey when he starts to walk away and is like, you know, what, you like turn down a few hours with a hot girl that you never have a call, have to call again? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, and he, he's like, you, it seems like you owe me. Like, Rich says this to Pacey. And that's when Pacey lunges at him. Yeah. And Rich asks when he realizes he's like being a good, when he's going to realize being a good guy isn't worth it. And like, this is, yeah, so this is my thing. It's like, I still think Pacey seems like a good guy. Yeah. No, I think that there is a real, you know, compelling argument for what does worth it mean, you know? Yeah. To Rich, it means having money. And that's what Pacey is grappling with right now. And I just think that, like, that there's nothing wrong with someone who grew up like Pacey grappling with like, what does it mean for someone like me to be rich? Right. You know? And like, what does rich mean? And all of the complicated questions that come with that. Right. And like in his position, like what, what are the pathways for Pacey to be rich given the position he's in right now? Right. You know, like this is one of the only pathways he has. So what a weird place to find yourself and what a weird thing to grapple with. Right. And how do you contain, keep your moral compass? Exactly. And so far it seems like he's keeping it. Again, we reserve the right to change that assessment. Yeah. But so far my thing is like, look, do I think this story's boring? Yes, but I don't have a problem with Pacey in it. I agree. Yeah. So we go to Jack who pulls up to the bar in a cab and David's leaving and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so wait, late. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives yeah. like a half-assed excuse and, <laughs> and David's like, oh yeah, no worries. And Jack's like, I feel like that didn't work. And David's like, it, it didn't. And David kind of says like, I didn't, ex- I'm not like naive enough to expect that there wasn't some baggage here. Yeah. And he's like, you know. I loved it. I was like, it's so true. Or and he's like, and he kind of like is like, is it done? Is the baggage kind of done? And like Jack's like, yeah, we're done. Like, hey, yeah. I'm with you. Hey, and I'm here Jack's now. just kind of like, look, I just wanted to make sure like I'm not making the same mistakes. Yeah. And I just think that's valid. Like, you know, for Jack to be like, okay, if I'm going to pursue, like, just if we think about the relationships that Jack has pursued, it's always been like a weird timing thing. Yeah. You know, like we had like ethan which like became like a weird timing thing you know and then there was toby Toby. where like they were just in different places and there it was a timing thing you know and then with that other eric Eric, yeah i was like what the it was like there was another timing issue just where they were in in their outness um so like you can see where he's like and then there was this guy that i kind of crushed on but like that is a hot mess like i'm like you know and just like we get that we don't know anything about David, but we don't get the vibe that he like is not out to his friends. Right. 
we definitely get the vibe that he well, is. Well, CJ knew he was gay. Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like, we get the vibe that David is out to his peers, which is what Jack is, too. Right. So they're, like, at the same place in their life. Right. You know, in, in terms of that. And during that conversation that he has with David, we get a music cue. Mm-hmm. A music cue that I think of as a song from the OC, from the Thanksgiving episode of the OC, of uh-huh. season one, um, which is Alexi Murdoch's uh, Orange Sky, which is a fucking great song. I love that song. Um, and so it starts in this Jack and David conversation. And then we go over to Pacey walking through New Orleans. It seems like it's very early in the morning because no one's on the streets. Um, and it's so weird. Listen, I've walked through New Orleans pretty damn early, and someone's always on the streets. No, no, like, this is fine, and it makes sense after that night where he would be doing this, but it's just, like, again, where I was like, was he, was Joshua Jackson in New Orleans? Like, what is going on They just flew, they were like, hey, Josh. You're already filming. Can we get a weekend? We're going to get Dana (laughs) Ashbrook out there. We're going to just film, like, a few scenes. Like, what? Um and you know the song continues as we see Joey waking up Audrey's bed's empty and unslept in yeah which like could you imagine how scary that would feel no I would have called yeah although when you and I were roommates you didn't have a cell phone so I couldn't always call but like oh my god I don't know like I agree with you but like Audrey has one right yeah definitely I don't know like that's what I mean like it's I don't know. It's yeah, a lot. I know. It's a lot. It's a I know. Lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like someone knocks. So and then Joey, like we see like a little she, bit later, she's like studying, studying and, and Audrey still isn't home. Yeah. And then we we hear a knock at the door, and Ed, it's Eddie. Yeah. And, and she, Joey's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's still. They're definitely mean to each other. Like in, their energy is mean. Yeah. And Eddie's like, "Well, your friend left her wallet at yeah. the bar. I don't know how she did that, but she was pretty wasted." And Joey, like, grabs it and just, like, goes to close the door. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he came to apologize. And we get this music. It's still Alexi Murdoch's yeah. Orange Sky. It's iconic. Yeah, and, like, when it I kind of fades in and out. Yeah. It kind of, but, like, he he's like, you know, look, I didn't mean what I said. You know, and he was like, she goes, like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. you said a lot of things, and you should really name the things. And he doesn't name the things. I, know. I will know. It was kind of weird. He's like, I mean, maybe I have a lot of anger towards society, which like I think is really valid. Same. And I also think is something that Joey has explored, but not in t- holistically and entirely I agree. about herself and about like again, you know, about Pacey and about what that contributed to their relationship. And totally. Blah, 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 blah. You know. And he's like, but I've been thinking about it, it all night, and she's like what's it and i'm like i love these clarity like i just like love that joey's like like i love this growth for her i agree like let's not talk around things like i don't understand what you're saying but i also like there's a part of me that gets a little annoyed that like when eddie is standing in front of her she can ask like what are you specifically apologizing for? Mm -hmm. And like, you should be apologizing. And she's also like, what is it? What are you talking about? And she can't do this with Dawson. She doesn't ever do it with Dawson. I totally agree with you. And so like, my thing is like, there's a frustration there where it's like, I'm so glad she's doing with Eddie. I think it shows so much growth. Mm -hmm. I think these are the things where it's like, you know, this is the difference between childhood and adulthood where you're like, I'm sorry. No, and then, that's like, why you want that conversation with her and Aud- like, 
her and Audrey didn't even talk about her and Dawson fucking. You know what I yeah. mean? Like about like, barely, yeah. And about how like when like the thing is like you know Dawson's like this is it. This is how it's gonna end between us. And Joey's like yeah. And like, I guess so. Yeah. You know and like she's right to feel that way. I'm grateful she said that because I'm done with the back and forth. But like you know it that was a change in her trajectory. Yeah. So like you kind of wish that we could have gotten the breakdown for from with Audrey, yeah. you know, of being like, I just finally realized that like, we don't talk about things. Like I don't have the space to ask follow-up questions to get clarity to what, whatever she was yeah. feeling, you know? And like, we are seeing the growth from the demise of her relationship with Dawson in this new relationship. However, like it still feels a little bit like, yeah, weird because we don't know how she feels about what went down with her and Dawson. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we don't totally know what she feels about what's going down with her and Eddie. Exactly. Yeah. Cause he says he's been thinking all night about them and it like, didn't feel good to not pursue them as a thing. Yeah. And she smiles and says that like, you know, pushing away comes when there's something to push away from. And I was like, girl, get therapy. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> and then Eddie's like, well, I hope we can get to a, and then like, oh yeah, she's like, I don't even know how they lead up into this, but like, they're kind of talking and she, and Eddie's like, well, I hope that someday we can get to a point where I can resent you. If I'll only get, if you'll only give me a chance. And, uh, and I was like, don't love that framing. And then Joey's like, we can't keep saying things we don't mean and dancing yeah. around the subject. And he's like, I meant the thing about resentment. And I was like, okay, guy, like, it's like this weird form of negging, like before we had that. I know. Term. And it's like such a weird, like, thing in, in pop culture that I don't know, maybe we still have where, like, you're supposed to hate your wife. Oh, God. I you hate know what that I mean? fucking story. Like, I, I don't fuck with those storylines. Yeah. Like, then don't be with that person. Life's too fucking short, you know? Totally. Um, And I've never really, even when I was Also, a kid, like, heterosexuality is a prison if that's the reality. Yeah. Like, even when I was a kid, I never related to yeah. those storylines. It's like, if you don't like your spouse, don't be with them. Just straight <laughs> yeah, up, don't be with them. You know? Like, uh, whatever. Um, but you know, she, she asks, or he asks her, you know, um, if she said like, what would she say if she said what she meant? And my favorite part of this orange sky swells at this point. Yes. And the lyric is my salvation lies in your love. I know. Um, I, you know, she's like, I want to go on a date with you. I love this. I do too. Yeah. She's like, I want to go on an actual date. No preteens, no drunk roommates. And Eddie's like, you know, us getting to know each other. And he says, you know, I want to get to know you and prove myself wrong, which I hate. It's a weird place to put Eddie. It's negging. Like he negs her this whole time. And it's weird because it's like, I'm at a point right here where like Eddie came to apologize and I want to like him because of that. I think like what he says is good, you know? And like, because he's like, I want to prove myself wrong about like you being everything I hate and like more about everything that I'm missing. And I think that like, I guess just for me, it's like kind of like a duality between what, Jen and CJ are going through is that like to Jen she's like no I'm not what you're like I'm what you're missing you know what you think you're avoiding 
it, you're also missing out on the finer things of life. And right. that's like the whole point of CJ of like, well, I had this real trauma and I don't, I just, the response to that is not to date. And it's like, right. well, okay. What? Like, I don't know. I, I'm not buying this, you know? Yeah. Um, because then you're just like going to fuck randoms and fuck them over maybe like that's not a good place to be you know and like so this kind of rhetoric which happens when you're young too of like well maybe you've judged this person and you're like gonna miss out on the like something great in life you know I hear you I agree with you that the whole point of it is very 2000s right but like this thing of like you I I'm gonna like, I want to prove myself wrong that you represent everything I hate. I'm yeah, like, that's it, not a romantic thing to say yeah, to another person. Yeah, it puts person. the onus on Joey of like, well, you're going to have to be, I've made a character of you. Yeah. And you're going to have to show me you're not that character. Totally. Well yeah. said. Well said. And he's like, okay, we're going to go on a date. And he like offers her hand to shake on it. And orange sky swells yet again. Yeah. It, that song does make me feel things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we fade to black. My brother and they my shake sister hands. They shake hands and we fade to black. <laughs> I mean, no Dawson this week. My brother Which, like, I didn't I even miss him. Though. I didn't even notice until you told me that, to be honest. I could have, like, I love Pacey, but I could have done without Pacey, too. That storyline Yeah, that storyline's so stupid. stupid. Totally. I mean, like... Wait, you're just going to tell me again that Pacey's a good guy? Like, I do know that. And that Rich is a bad guy? Like, I don't know. know. It's like, okay, if you make this caricature... Like, Rich is a caricature. Like, he's a caricature of a bad guy. Like, there's no complicatedness about him. And I think that that's like... I think that any time a show does that, it's for the worst. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I think that's why the Todd thing people don't respond to in the same way that they do the the Rich one, is that, like, like, Todd is, like, a more, like, He's just he's charming. Just, he's a character, though. Yeah. Like, he, there is a character that is developed about him, and he also does care about Dawson. Right. So, like, that is where the complicatedness lies of the, like, toxicity of, of relationships, you yeah. know? Um, and so, but Rich is just a all-around piece a of bastard. shit. Yeah. You know? There's no, there's no redeeming things about him. So, I don't know. There's no, like, complicatedness about him. Totally. And it's just like, get me out of here. Yeah. Don't care. But that's kind of the way Danny was, to be honest. I mean, totally. And I think we had this conversation then. Pacey's dad is like. Right. Why doesn't Pacey get a mentor? That's the conversation we were having. And I, I, you know, I stand by it. I mean, it's like Doug pulled a gun on him. And like, we're literally like, man, I miss Doug. Love Doug. Because like, there's complicated. Because at least Doug like is kind of nice to him sometimes. Sometimes cares about him. Yeah. He's like, you know, so it's like, oh, God, you know. And like, like I, Eddie, like I waffle back and forth. It's just like a too much two thousand, like early aught storytelling of negging, like on the extreme that like it's it it's really hard to watch at the times, at times. But like then there are moments where I'm like I don't know, like you know, like mm. when he says to her like you might be everything I'm missing out on. I'm like wow, that is kind of a swoonworthy thing to say to someone. But like it's like it's front loaded with really fucked up things, you know? Right. You all might be everything I hate, but you also might be everything I'm missing out on. And it's like, what? Yeah. And so you're kind of like, I don't know, like, and like, and then when Joey does have these growth moments, you're like, okay, I want her to move forward. I want her to be with someone that like, isn't Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And since the show is like very committed to acting like her and Pacey didn't exist, like I choose 
you know, literally anyone else. I mean, definitely not Chad Michael Murray, but like, uh, you know, this is like such a departure from anything we've seen in the college years. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, CJ, like, I, I just don't care. I don't see the connection that like, at least they've sold us on a connection with Eddie and Joey and like, they have chemistry they have enough chemistry exactly yeah so like you're kind of you can get you can get into it yeah yeah but cj like jensen ackles and michelle williams like i don't see it in the same way which like says a lot about jensen ackles because michelle williams can make it with anyone right (laughs) but also i think like there's this part of me that's like he has said no so many times that i'm just like okay so let's move forward (laughs) no why and like my thing is like if the move forward is like and then they become friends and they yeah, like and do she the finds out that like she is a great mentor in this mentor group and like fine you know, that's whatever, fine and that they're like really good friends and she's able to like expand her friend group which is something we've wanted for all of our characters right. we would, that storyline would be just as good but instead we just have to keep seeing her asking him out mm-hmm. and like being rebuffed yeah yeah which is kind of and I hate that Jack went to that professor thing yeah I mean like I agree with you but then like in the end I kind of like it in the sense where it's like storylines done right I guess I just wish it had already been done we're and he handled it like a pro and he sets a good example like Joey on the other hand set a terrible example for how to deal with the professor creeping on you (laughs) at least he sets like a you know yeah sure a, a valuable one you know sure. but i agree where you're like don't care and like while i i david seems like a good guy like i still find him very unmemorable i mean that's fair yeah so it's like kind of interesting to me yeah um so i don't know it's like whatever and like you're just like so who you're rooting for like none of them right i mean i want audrey to get better yeah but what does that mean right i don't know I want her to not be depressed. I want her to, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of not rooting for any of them. Yeah. Like Dawson, because he wasn't in this. I'm kind of rooting for Jack and David to like, yeah. have a great time See together. How that expands. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, their aims, everyone's aims right now. I'm like, Ugh, can't get. Yeah. I it. guess you're right. Like Jack's the only one who you're like, great. He ended this weird shit and we're yeah. moving on to something. Yeah that I am fine to watch, you yeah. know, like him exploring a relationship with David. without any baggage, yep. you know, other than their own personal baggage that anyone brings to a relationship. Sure. You know? Fine. By fine. Me. Great. Um, yeah. Okay. For a listener corner, this is from Bethany. We're going to start it here and then we're going to finish it next week. Okay. Um, I've just finished listening to your podcast season six, episode one. And I really like, to say that I know it literally doesn't make any sense, but as a fellow Brit, I agree with Hugh that Emma really does look English and her accent is borderline offensive. (laughs) Some of the English phrases she uses don't even make sense. (laughs) You'd think they could have just hired an English actress who could have substituted in the actual English phrases, but (laughs) oh well. And I know I'm jumping ahead a bit but i wanted to discuss what happens in episode seven between audrey and cj because mm. we're gonna have to start talking about this but we mm-hmm. can't spoil anything but in the episode cj identifies that he believes audrey is depressed and is drinking to a dangerous extent and might be an alcoholic mm. so 
we need to start this conversation and we'll continue with Bethany's other part of her email next week. Okay. First of all, British correspondent Hugh, of yeah. course, knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Thank you for confirming. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think we covered this a little bit in the, in what we were saying, but I do think what's interesting to me is like, let's, the problem with calling someone else an alcoholic is it's hard to find. Right. And it's like, I do think, you know, the fact that like drinking is now, um, affecting parts of her life Mm -hmm. in a way that's not just like she woke up on Saturday morning with a hangover, you know what I mean? Like, but is actually like, she is pulling away from her friends. Mm. She is like, She's not going to class. And I'm not saying that those two things, it's not necessarily that she's not going to class because she's drinking, but I think they all, all of these things have to do with, um, the depression. And I think that like she is drinking, which feels very similar to Jen season two. Totally. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things she's doing is like drinking to numb herself Mm -hmm. to the feelings that she's having. And, you know, that makes sense to me on a certain, um, level and like. I know people use alcohol in that yeah. way. I, I try really hard to not use alcohol in that way because mm. alcoholism runs in my family. Um, and so um, I try to be very aware of how I drink mm. and why I drink and what I use alcohol for. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's hard for me to be here and say like, she's definitely an alcoholic. I think she's definitely depressed and I think she's definitely having struggling immensely. I Um, totally agree that there's no disputing she's depressed, you know, and like, you know, I I know that we've talked a lot about like, well, why or whatever. And like, I don't think that there needs to be an inciting incident or anything like that. I just think like from a TV show, like from a reality standpoint, like I don't shit happens. I don't need to know. I would never ask myself that question. But from a TV show standpoint, I'm like, what is going on? I'm not following along the storyline, you know? And so that's like been my, one of my struggles with, with Audrey this season of like, wait, what, like, what is going on? Because they're telling us that like, if she's depressed, but like because of Pacey and then, you know, but since we don't know what happened over the summer, like we keep saying, like it kind of is a weird thing. And so I do think there's no disputing when CJ says she's depressed, like that is real and valid but then when he kind of like tries to police her drinking he doesn't know her agreed and so that kind of is a weird thing um and like this is like it's a weird like cj is a weird character agreed for like the way he's introduced what we're supposed to take from him what we're supposed to think he adds to Jen. Like, you know, like we get what Eddie's doing. Mm -hmm. He's causing Joey to grapple with the fact that she might not, she might no longer be the poor kid. Right. And dismantling that part of her identity while holding on to it is a complicated thing. Right. What does it mean to be from a working class family and be no longer working class? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, that's the whole, like, that is the thing of adulthood is like, you know, removing the shell of your childhood Mm -hmm. and becoming the person you want to be, you can be, or who, you know, all of those things. Um, and that's what Joey's going through. And, and so there, while there are a lot of problems to that storytelling that we are seeing, (laughs) there are a lot of compelling things about it. Yeah. And with Jen, we're kind of seeing like these, this very similar situation that CJ grew up in, in the sense of like, when he was 12, he started drinking which we know Jen was drinking when she was 12 and Mm -hmm. that like it escalated to a point where like both of their lives got out of control. You know, what is 
Jen grappling with in her search for identity with CJ? Like, what are we supposed to take away from that? You know? Yeah. And then to have Jen be kind of one of the only characters who has noted, like asked Audrey, are you okay? What's going on? And then to be like, no, I don't think she's depressed. Like, you know, like I can see yourself feeling that way, but like, you know, it's kind of weird. But then to have like CJ be the one who's like, she's depressed. She's an alcoholic. I'm worried about her. Uh And then to have the episode end with Audrey finding solace with CJ. While like, I don't think that's inauthentic. It's a it's a lot because we know Jen has been worried and she didn't like stop. She didn't, you know, or look see Audrey, for Audrey. Yeah. And then to have Joey just like leave her in the bat, you know, to have them left after Audrey's like puking her guts out and like, you know, like I'm not trying to blame anyone. It just is like it, it's kind of a tough sell for me. As two people who have left a human being in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> If, not without trying to get a hold of this person. Agreed, agreed. But we have. Yeah. <laughs> but we did once do that. Yeah. Um, I would say that, like, I do think there's circumstances in which sometimes... I agree with you, you on that. Do you have to leave you someone see behind? the circumstances in this episode? I No, no. We would have never left someone behind under this exact circumstance. Yeah. Um, however, there's like, I do try to keep my heart open and say like, listen, we've done it. (laughs) We did leave someone once. I I mean, but we like, we need to tell the listeners. We called them over and over Over and over. We called her, we paged her. We got like a response of like, I'm fine. But we never saw that person again. But like. It was. She like, survived. She, yeah, we didn't yeah. not see her again because she she survived. She got home. Yeah. It's just that we weren't there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But we were like trying our hardest to like find her, track her down, get a hold of her, get her back yes. in our custody. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, like but, I don't want to say like I I just and like again it's like a complicated thing because like that's the way in which our society puts a lot of like a lot of work this is unpaid labor that women have to do of like no man behind no we're leaving no, no woman left behind yeah no totally behind, you know and so like there is like this and i like and i get it and i know everyone has their own boundaries with it and ever and like yeah. i'm definitely like not trying to give jen and joey a hard time however there is a complicatedness that i fe- i personally feel about it that like I'm- i think this is more complicated insofar as that Audrey walked out of that bathroom and then Joey didn't go after her, mm-hmm. didn't make sure she had a way home. Yeah. And then when she wakes up the next morning, She's not I mean, we there. don't see her immediately get on the phone and start calling, yeah. which is like what we did. Yeah. When that person didn't come back to the hotel. Yeah. Like got on the phone and started calling and called until the second we had to leave Las Vegas so that I could go to work. Yeah. yeah totally. You know? And so like, so I agree with you, but also, yeah. And they had their own, the person in Vegas had their own car. Yes, yes, yes. They had their own home and everything. Yes, yes. yes. But we did basically live the hangover at one point in our lives. Yeah, we did. (laughs) No tigers. No tigers involved. But That we know of. (laughs) There's a tiger statue or a camel statue or something. Yeah, so I don't know. CJ's a tough sell, and we're going to get into him more next week. Yeah. But he's he's a tough sell for me, and like. Agreed. You know, and yeah. like, and because like 
I just don't care about him and Jen. Like, I don't get it. I don't see it other than, like, Jen has a crush on him. But I don't really know why. Yeah. He doesn't seem all that great. Yeah. Like, other than, like, maybe he's sensitive and he's had similar experience to what she's gone through. Sure. And so she but we're not hearing any of that. Feel, yeah, that's the thing. It's so weird. Like, you know, like, I could see how she's like, wow, like, this is so fascinating because I've always felt like the the one who had this, you know, fucked up childhood and no one. Yeah. And, like, how lonely that would feel is the only one who yep. has experienced that. And so there is some, like, a kinship I feel to you that you've had a similar experience at such a young age, too. And, like, there would, you know, whether there, that's a lifelong connection or not, there would be something to that that kinship, sure. you know. Sure. Um, but we, we're, like you said, we're not getting that. But we're not going to get that about no. anything. Okay, and so for our art and artists, I just feel because the Oscars are airing tonight as we record mm. that we need to take ourselves back into the 2003 Oscars, which would have been what aired, you know, season six. Okay. And we need to talk about Roman Polanski. Was that... He won Best Director. For the... The Pianist. Pianist, Yeah. Which came out in 2002, but he won mm-hmm. the Oscar in 2003. Okay. And so it was kind of a big deal. It was a very big deal, I remember, yeah. That he was even nominated, and he's not allowed to come back into the U.S. Right. And, like, so but should we just read this, what happened to Roman Polanski from Wikipedia? Sure. Okay. So in... And just trigger warning, this is really dark about... Yeah, it's not... It's like rape, and yeah. it's really fucked up. Yeah. Okay, in 1977, Polanski was arrested and charged with drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. As a result of a plea bargain, he pleaded guilty to the lesser offense of unlawful sex with a minor. In 1978, after learning that the judge planned to reject the plea deal and impose a prison term instead of probation, he fled to Paris. A number of other women have later accused Polanski of raping them when they were teenagers. Um, yeah. Um, so full disclosure, I worked with, uh, the girl as Mm -hmm. she was called for a long time. Yeah. Um, her name is Samantha. We don't need to name her. Okay. Okay. Um, she did write a book that I, that I worked on publicly named, but yeah, she wrote a book that I did work on Mm -hmm. the publicity campaign for. So I, I feel like I need to disclose that. Samantha Gailey. Thank you. So she, um, so I, I I feel like I need to say that before I talk about this. I think I've been thinking a lot about the role of nostalgia Mm -hmm. in what we're talking about, because I think Roman Polanski, there's this part of me that looks at the exorcist or, or not the exorcist. I'm sorry. Um, Rosemary's baby or, um, yeah, Chinatown. Like these these movies that he. To me, it's like it's not that many movies, so it's like what? Like why does he get a pass? <laughs> I don't know. No, I agree with you, and I think that like there's this way in which like the label of like genius of like artistic genius gets like put mm-hmm. on him, and thus like what do we really know? And like what do, what do we really know about consent? There's like these questions that people who question this at all ask yeah Yeah, defend him ask and my thing is like i think that she was 13 
I agree with you. It's fucked. I think he should have gone to prison. I think he was like 44. Right. And like, you know, look, there's there's a there's a sliver of me that has empathy for Roman Polanski that his wife was murdered by Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. His wife and unborn child were murdered by Charles Manson's, you know, followers. And you don't get over that. However, that does not give you carte blanche to behave in this way. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that was an inciting incident for him, you know, that he hadn't like sexually assaulted people before. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But even if you were going to like give him a pass because like, look at his mm-hmm. trauma that he's gone through. That's not, that's not how this works. Like that's yeah. not how any of this works. And there's this way I remember the 2003 Oscars. I am a big fan of the Oscars. Although I'm not watching this year, partially because we're doing this and partially because I'm pissed that they took away a bunch of those categories from being broadcast. Mm. Um, But like, I think that I just think that like more people need to stand up like at the, the, at the French Oscars, um, he was nominated at the French Oscars a couple of years ago. Well, that's not what they're called. I forget what they're called. The Celine Awards or something. I think something like that. And, um, uh, Cesar. Cesar. Okay. So Celine, the, the woman who directed, um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. And the two actresses. And I, I just, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to forget their names off the top of my head. They, um, when he won, best director they like yeah like yeah one of them who has talked about how she was assaulted like sexually abused as a child mm-hmm. like started yelling and left like and was yelling like you fucking monsters like she was just like yeah and that's so painful that she has to out herself as a victim yes in order to be heard yes and that no one is standing with her i'm not saying like obviously there were people but i just mean like the proverbial no one right that she and then she left and my thing is like I, I i mean i understand that like hollywood protects its own i understand how hollywood functions but my thing is like you should want all of these people out of your industry yeah and i don't understand i i work in books books don't have a leg to stand on in this in this you know arena but like I, I don't forget this shit, right? Like when people, I was listening to something today about Daniel Handler, who um, is Lemony Snicket. Mm. And like every time someone says something about Daniel Handler, all I think is like, he said something racist to Jacqueline Woodson when she won the national book award. Mm. And like, yeah, he apologized. I'll never, I'll never forget it. Mm. I'll never forget it. And, and there's a part of me that's like, do I think people should be able to ask for forgiveness and receive it? Yes. But also I don't think we should forget these things. Right. And so like, well, they also have to ask for forgiveness. Yes. And I I do believe that the girl in question in the Roman Polanski story has said she has forgiven him publicly. I don't think that that should change his career. I think his career should be done. And I think it should have been done a long time ago. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's complicated because, like, we're seeing that storyline with Dawson about, like, the complicatedness of, like, just being giving a chance and right. how that can be taken away from you and how fleeting it is, um, you know, especially for a career path that you want to pursue, like acting or directing like Dawson or Natasha are doing. However, it feels so complicated to me because even when I was a kid, I remember, like, 
knowing, like hearing about Chinatown or something like that. And we used to go to the video My dad's store. favorite movie. We used to go to the video store growing up and I was like, oh, dad, let's rent this. And he was like, no. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, okay. And then my dad telling me, he was like, no, he raped a girl and then when he instead of going to jail he fled to france yeah and i was like what do you mean and he was like well in france there is no law that that would be illegal that's why he can't get extradited yeah because we're a diehard family so we know extradition and diehard too (laughs) so even as a kid i was like wait what you know and and so he was like we don't watch those movies yeah and it's so like I don't know, like, it's so, like, what you allow to enter in your space and what bars we allow to happen um, and to see, like, you know, it's hard because you can understand why someone would, like, maybe cross that line and work with Roman Polanski, however, like, at what cost? Well, and let's complicate this conversation even more and say that Adrian Brody, Uh who was the lead in In The the Pianist, pianist, when he won his Oscar for yeah. that lead, he got up on stage and kissed Halle Berry against her I will. Know, yeah. And you, if, I mean, go back and look at that. It's she is not up. happy. She's like fighting against it. It's really fucked. It's up. fucked that he did that. Mm-hmm. And like, has that ever been, has he ever addressed that? I'm not sure. I don't remember it, but mm-hmm. you know, has he ever addressed it in a way that was like, uh, yeah. that was a, that was across the line. Sexually assaulted someone on national television. On national television. Yeah. And like, and then there's something like, oh, well, you know, we live for these Oscar moments. Like, da 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 And it's like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if Roman Polanski accepted his award via video. I can't remember. No, I'm pretty sure they had someone else come in. Yeah, accept it. it. But yeah, I mean, I think like... It's hard for me to stomach that that the motion picture industry thinks that it's perfectly fine to continue working with him. I agree with you. Yeah. And maybe if he had gone to prison, served his time, you know, we could have a different conversation about it, but he didn't. So, yeah, cuz I think there's And that's, I say that as someone who's against prisons. It's complicated because I think that there needs to be room for redemption. Yeah. You know, and and like you said, I think that people need to apologize for past mistakes because as we grow and change and learn more things, develop totally. new language, like we need to acknowledge like every mistake, you know, we need to create the space. Like we're not trying, we're not perfect, you know, sure, we need sure. to create the space for, you know, our imperfections. And like, I think that the, one of the corrupt things about in the incarceration in the U S is that like, it's not, a, it's not a redemption story. It's like your life's over. And then yeah. we also don't see a room for redemption within that. So I do think that there would be something more complicated to have said about like, if there had been some kind of redemption story for me, it's a tough sell because it's like a 13 year old girl. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, Oh God, totally. I don't know. That's like, well, in the redemption story, the redemption story doesn't have to be that. Then he got to continue making, you know, huge movies with big budgets. Like yeah, the redemption like, story can just be that. Like he lives he got on in obscurity and like ne- live to never rape again. You know? Right. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know. No, he's a hard, I mean, he's, I think actually he's one of the easier ones to not engage with. Mm -hmm. I get it. Like if you're in film school, they're probably going to make you watch Chinatown. Um, Yeah. Well, I think that that's like the whole point of what we're seeing in season six is that like you want there to be a space for someone like say a Dawson character to be like, 
why are we watching this? Yeah. You're telling me in the tens of hundreds of thousands of movies that exist, yep. there isn't something else that we can exhibit our space, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that absolutely is a tough pill to swallow that this is I the agree. one that we have to use to learn that, you know? And like, there is a dialogue to be had and I've never been to film school. So like, I don't know, but like, you know, like where you want to, and like, that's the thing about like that, like naivete and, and that you, and still like that black and white thinking that you have when you're in a college, which is what can be dynamic to watch where you want someone to have that, like, strong line about morality mm -hmm. and why like this change that we've seen in the character of Dawson in so far as like, he's all he's he has sex for the first time and then he's a slut and like doesn't matter <laughs> you know and like i don't care you can fuck whoever you want like sure. i actually like like that journey for him but because of the way it's couched in like him being such a slut shamer for so long and then he gets to be a slut and no one calls him out i like it's a tough pill for me to swallow about yeah. that you know and then to have him watch Todd be such a fucking creep and yeah. Dawson to like not find a way to stand up against it is it, it especially since the first time he interacts with Todd he does stand up to him right yeah you know and like I really liked that in the the you know 501 where he just like stands to his gut yeah you're an you know? asshole yeah like you have your dream life and you treat people like this it's so fucking yeah. fascinating to so then to see him you know, kind of completely buckle and be like, yeah, it's okay. Sexualize Natasha, whatever. Right. Ugh. Yep. No, thanks. Totally. Fucked. Yeah. Tough. I mean, yeah. Roman Polanski for me is easy. I don't think I've ever, I saw Chinatown once. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I haven't watched a Roman Polanski movie. But I definitely have. I've seen any of the other ones. I've seen at his list. a few. I haven't seen the pianist. Uh -huh. um, but I've definitely seen Rosemary's Baby and Chinatown. And I think, did he do Nicholas Nickleby? Um, I don't see that on here. Oh, did he do a, he did a Dickens at some point. Oliver Twist. Oh, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby, Macbeth. I've, seen, I've definitely had to watch that Macbeth. Tess, Pirates, Frantic, Bitter Moon. Death and the Maiden. No. I've never even heard of it in a lot of these movies. So, Car he just did Carnage. I remember when that one came out. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, his most recent was in 2019, An Officer and a Spy. Didn't see it. That was the one that was protested against, I think. Hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. No, thank you. That's how I feel about him. No, thank you. Yeah. I don't need to watch that. No. Thanks anyway. Totally. Cool. Great. Well, thank you everyone for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. Mm -hmm. um, we hope you're staying safe. Mm. It's a wild time to be alive. Certainly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, whenever one, you know, unprecedented event starts and we say it's over, then a new one begins. <laughs> How do we get so lucky to live in these unprecedented times? The find out times after yeah. the... The fuck around times. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't know. So I hope you're staying safe. You know, yeah. it's a complicated time to be alive, but you know, you're living. 
Yep. Thank God for that. L-I-V-I-N. Yeah. So we're so happy you're with us during these dark, dark episodes. Um, Ooh, to stay tuned. I'm going to have a lot to talk about next week when we talk about No Doubt. Yeah. Next week's going to be a doozy. Woof. And they're going to keep on coming. For a while, yeah. For like a few months. So we're trying to keep our energy up. We are really trying. But um, yeah, so I think I'm excited. We're going to watch some classic episodes over on Patreon, which I think will like get us excited for the show and everything, which I I bet you probably helped with season six when it was first airing because we were watching on TBS the old episodes and getting excited. I I bet you that like really contributed to the excitement so we could actually get through. Yeah, that's true. Like slog, you know? Yeah. Um, Because it's a doozy. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, thank you for being here with us. Uh, you know, we hope we wish you well, uh, black lives matter, Mm -hmm. defund the police, stop Asian hate, honor our treaties. Water Mm -hmm. is life. Who abortion is healthcare. Abortion is pro-life, uh, Medicare for all. Make sure you're registered to vote. I don't know. We got the midterms coming up. So, you know, get on that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but, um, we stand with all labor unions that protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions. They work against the working class. Um, you know, we stand with parents that protect trans rights. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's a family issue. That I do, we too. really need to be advocating for, like, healthy families yeah. that affirm their kids. Yep, I agree. Um, and stand against uh, people that would prefer that not to happen. Yep, because that is fucking corrupt. Yep. Um, yeah, you can find us on Patreon and Twitter. <laughs> Wherever. <laughs> Excuse me. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, DawsonsCritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. For Capitalism Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything. Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. We're going to shout out Brightside Bookshop in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona today. Yeah. Uh, they're a great little bookstore. And uh, they'll sell you our book if you'd like. Um, you can, thank you so much of, to those of you who have liked us, subscribed, written a review on wherever it is you get your um, podcast. What's it called? <laughs> I, I almost called it iTunes. Um, We've only had one can of wine. I know. We're already slurring. Woof. Um, wherever it is you get your podcast, thank you so much of the, to those of you who have. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. As always, we hope you guys have a great week. We will see you next week and take care of yourselves. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.